plus hash sign dollar sign percent sign ampersand Hello and welcome to episode number 51 of Unrelenting Friday, November 25th, 2022. It's Black Friday. Gene, is that racist or what? Um, No, because it's great. It's great. Sure it is. Everybody's yeah. out shopping right now. Like the I old tell days. you, man, uh, there's some deals to be had. There's a lot of stores that really want your money. I think it's funny that I've been seeing Black Friday deals since like November 1st. Well, true, true. The Black Friday sales are starting. I got, I got really lucky here. I had a uh, some uh, friends that got married, and uh, they they just got married like last week. So I was able to buy their wedding gifts on oh, Black Friday. Nice, the Black <laughs> Friday specials. Uh huh. I'm like, yeah, you guys are getting some kitchen gadgets. It's <laughs> the best time to get married. You get twice yeah. the gift that way, or you no, do, you, just, you do, you you kind of do. I did order multiple gifts. Like this is when you're going to get the best deals on everything, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Although I've noticed the shipping times are already starting to kind of push out. Yeah, well, there was uh, the headline on Drudge today was Amazon workers striking worldwide. So depending where you're ordering, mm-hmm. that is, uh, it, it's funny because it's like I oh, didn't think they were allowed to do that. Well, this is a question of how many people then end up getting fired. It's like, we figure, yeah. oh, we're going to hit them at the time they need us most. It's like, I don't know. It all depends, I guess. I guess. It's how the economy is working. How many people are there to take the jobs that you think you can walk out on? It's like the Twitter folks with Elon Musk in the, the letter to do with, oh, you better not fire anybody. And Elon's just like, see ya. How are you today? Not bad good <clears throat> you're a little under the weather last week yeah this is like the first time um doing just a talking show i did the the pre-shows and yesterday did a pre-show for no agenda with fletcher and mm-hmm. pfeiffer but yeah i was thinking about it because it started yeah, how'd that go i saw the ad for that you know it's it's always fun but it's less musical it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a weird thing for me it's better to i think the end result i mean i have maybe less fun, but it's a better end result because everything is snappy when it's just Mm. me. You go in and out of the songs, you get back and forth. But when you have somebody else, it's like, well, you want to chat. You want to. So you you, you did a real morning show yesterday. Kind of. Yeah. So it's a different vibe. Morning zoo. Yeah, it's the morning. Welcome to the uh, Noah Jetta stream morning zoo. But I thought it's like, yeah, went back to uh, and I was feeling fine in the morning. Yes. Well, yeah, here we go. We even have Bill (laughs) O'Reilly in the morning. There you go. And, uh, well, we, the first skipped show for me was grumpy old Ben's on the Wednesday because Ryan was traveling out in uh, Hawaii. That's right. Yeah. So, and and then I kind of start feeling it. And then that's why we skipped this show. Yeah. So you just took the week off. I get it. Right. On Friday. And then it came Mm -hmm. Monday and I'm like, well, no, let's not. And I wanted to do the planet rage with Larry, but then I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm still not feeling great. And uh, took that off. And then by Wednesday, I'm like, well, um, yeah, I'm not going to do random thoughts then. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not, 
And then as a Fletcher pointed out, I mean, if you're going to take some time off of Bemrose, it double the time off is probably better. <laughs> so that we went, we went a week without a show and it actually yeah. kind of, uh, it felt good because with, when you're doing a show, you're always trying to find timely topics to talk about. You're trying to follow. You the got to keep those vocal cords healthy, man. You got to take that time off every now and then it's good. It really is. Yeah. Well, that's, I think we may have talked on this show or not the Chicago radio legend. Jonathan Brandmeier had been off the grid. He came back after a few years. He did a podcast during COVID and then he disappeared yeah. again and nobody really knew why. And it turned out that he had like cysts or something mm-hmm. on his vocal cords yeah. and needed to find a, uh, a really good surgeon to and that'll change your voice too. Uh, and it didn't, which is, you know, he was, if he would have gone with the first doctor that he found, it probably would have. Mm-hmm. But he found there was a guy that had like five vocal surgeries that is a a Chicago Cubs announcer here. Mm. So being a legend here in Chicago, it just took a call for Johnny to get this guy on the phone. And he's like, no, no, you want this doctor who was off uh, now in in uh, Cincinnati because there was a whole Mm. then funny bit of the WKRP kind of angle. But he ended up going to Cincinnati to get this done. And he was like, the hardest thing was he couldn't talk for like two weeks and then could only talk for, you know, like five minutes, an hour for a while. And, but he sounded exactly the way he used to, which is, uh, which is great. I guess when somebody's doing a surgery on your vocal cords, did Jenny fever get the surgery from him as well? Then maybe that guy was always the best. That's what I've been rewatching. This oh my week, god have you really good. yes that was that's <laughs> where i went to i'm like put on wkrp and it was funny because i noticed for people that don't know what the hell we're talking about that was an old old tv show back from the 80s or even 70s late 70s yeah. into the early 80s and it always on a radio station yes and it always seemed way more dated obviously because it was in the 70s but part of the shtick was having artist posters up and from what i understand by the you know after the first season or so once they started getting a little bit of traction the artists wanted their posters featured on the show because that's great advertising mm-hmm. and just seeing the artist like wait you too was real they were uh, the police that's right they were that old and even madness there was a big madness poster in one of the later episodes and it's like this is uh it's interesting because it's a lot of the music. Well, there was, there was plenty of uh, Lonnie Anderson posters around too. Oh yeah. Not in the show, but after <laughs> not in the show. By, <laughs> you know, that was exactly uh-huh. it. It's, I've said, I mean, I've learned uh, pretty much half and half on how to do podcasting and that kind of stuff from Jonathan Brandmeier and Dr. Johnny fever. I mean, those are kind of the, the go-tos, mm-hmm. but it was really the well, show. Holds yeah, Wolfman up. Jack too. Well, yeah, you got, well, the Wolfman, that's where you really start to, uh, frying the vocal cords when you try to do that mm-hmm. but it was interesting with the wkrp because they covered stuff like the deaths at the who concert in uh that was in uh, cincinnati or uh, cleveland wherever that was in ohio i don't remember if that was in cincinnati that actually happened but the yeah. uh, it's like they you know they covered that they covered a lot of really serious stuff but they also the comedy was definitely there mm-hmm everybody should check it out if you haven't watched wk up here it's a hot take a show from 1978 or nine so i'm curious now when you watch that now without the ads presumably are those like 20 minute episodes 
they're like 25 they're because he because back mm. then the, the shows were longer there were less ads back in the okay. day okay okay the further you go back the less ads there were with shows it's now when you look at the running time of a half hour show i think it's like 21 minutes now i mean it may mm. be down to 20 but it was it was a little bit longer how ironic is it that YouTube videos now, which are 24 minutes on average, are longer than TV shows? Yeah. Well, people's attention spans are weird. Well, also that the advertising is that magic number is 24 minutes. It's that, well, that's because you can do multiple ads in that time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. We want to be able to do a pre-roll. We want to be able to put one in in the middle. And a post-roll. Yep. That's how it works. I mean, we don't see the ads because I mean, no. again, <laughs> hell no, eleven ninety nine or twelve ninety nine, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Like, if you watch more than one YouTube video a day, then yeah, you'd be an idiot not to have ad free experience for a while because you can usually skip the ads after yeah a few seconds. You don't have to watch the whole thing, and I was fine with that for pre roll. But once they started popping up in the things you were watching, it's it's too annoying yeah way too annoying yeah it it absolutely is um but um yeah well uh, let's see what else is going on you were you're off for a week uh i actually did more podcasts because i i was uh recording a couple of guest appearances on podcasts Ooh, any good guests little tucker carlson maybe uh, ben shapiro coming by yeah yeah no no other way around i was the guest oh okay so you were going you were at tucker's yeah yeah, yeah. i was at, no well not quite no but i did i did do a few guest uh periods. wait wait, but, wait people actually wanted you on their podcast i know shocker right <laughs> not not for my politics though these were business podcasts uh where you got a very serious gene not oh, uh not the fun jovial gene that you're they're like gene you're give used us to. the information that you have that could actually help the people listening to our show better their business right right help us make more money gene oh okay sure here you go uh-huh you don't give that away free this oh is, hell no 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 this is where g this is where you give like well there's three vital steps to what you need and then here's the first one here's the second one now if you want the third one you need to go to my website but <laughs> you're thinking of ben shapiro <laughs> that's, that's pretty much his concept i'll tell you oh yeah yeah ben shapiro you know his youtube videos is basically the first half of his show where, okay, gang, if you want to get the rest of the show, make sure you go to benchbeer.com and become a member. You know, it's an interesting concept. We've looked at all the different ways to try to monetize doing shows. And mm-hmm. um, that is simple. That is one that obviously works because enough people do it. I find it to be the most yeah. annoying when, when they I, give you half the thing for free. Yes the whole well here's half and then you have to pay for the rest but then i guess the flip side is they could give you none for free and if they did that they would just make ads right and just make ads to get people to sign up i mean if you look at like tim cast which i watch pretty regularly they technically they don't split their show in half but they have two shows right but he seems to do so much content that it's like i who who has time to watch the free Tim cast content? And then really who has time? If you actually have the time to watch the free that also then has time to pay and watch more. Uh, well, I mean, I know you do. Uh huh. So you might be the guy. Um, there he's got, I think he is. 
he's talked about it. You mentioned number. I think he's at like 200,000 subscribers right now. He's up there in O'Reilly territory then. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not bad money either. No, no, not at all. Um, well, it's, yeah, he's got, he's got a pretty big crew out there. I don't know what they all do, but he has a lot of bodies walking around with skateboards. So it's the vibe. Yeah. That's just, it is just definitely the, the vibe. Just, that's all he wants is the vibe. He wants it to be that look and that feel. Yeah. And get people yeah. to believe him because he's wearing a beanie. Um, I don't, I don't think that's why people believe him, but sure. When will the beanie come off? I mean, will he be, you know, like 70 years old, like O'Reilly still with the beanie on doing his probably. Show? He's still making money, maybe. Yeah, it's definitely his symbol. I mean, if you look at the logo of the company, it's it's basically a you know a microphone with a beanie, which is that's what he's known for, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just unfortunately uh, a bad a bad uh, wardrobe decision is going to define him forever. Well, it's just like I just started the show. Okay, and it was boomer. Uh huh. Because. Yeah. Uh, most of the kids these days, and by kids, I mean people under 30, uh, wear hats indoors. Really? Yes. Why? It's a thing. <laughs> Just a thing. Okay. It's a thing. Um, I, you know, I think there were, like, generally, if you go back far enough, like us old farts, you think of wearing a hat because you want to keep your head warm. Right. But if you go back even further than us, Wearing a hat had less to do with staying warm and more to do with decorum and expectations of wardrobe. I suppose when you go back and see pictures of like the 1920s, everybody uh-huh. and 1800s. Yeah. Good luck seeing anybody without a hat on. It was a weird time. Yeah. And I think that during the 90s, wearing of hats became a lot more in indoors but my assumption was always because none of these rock and roll band people ever washed right. well right so they had to wear it. a hat because their hair looked like shit yeah where you just shave it all off well but i mean like 90s grunge rock definitely had people wearing hats yeah and you, then you did not want to put that hat on after they did you <laughs> didn't want to be in the same room with that hat <laughs> that's exactly right uh-huh so good. i think yeah i think the hat thing is just not weird looking for people that are of a younger audience. And, uh, you know, you're, you're just sounding like an old curmudgeon boomer when you just make fun of the hat. But I'm just saying when you choose that as something then that you have to stay with, we know that fashion trends change. Right. What will he do in five years when nobody's wearing a hat? Will he continue to wear it? Will he be a rebel and ta- finally take it off? Well, it's been about 25 years since people have been wearing hats like that, but okay. Right. It could end. Now, does anybody know if he has any hair under the hat? And if he does not. He's bald. See, there you go. No, I'm, yeah, no, he's bald. He could be like, uh, he talks about it too. He's like, you know, I look like Brian Seltzer if I take this thing off. See, there you go. Or just wear a big old uh, rug. That would be fine. No, God, no. That's worse. <laughs> Come on. Hey, but people no. would notice. I, I really think that the, the, uh, the embracing of the baldness is the way to go. But then again, that's the way I look. So, yeah, some people just grow really long beards. Uh, I, uh, yeah, well, that too. Yeah. I, I don't know that he can. Uh, he's 
you know, he's uh, Asian. So, ah, well, then that's a problem. He does but not probably have grow a Fu Manchu. The Russian genes. No, he doesn't. I think he is. Uh, he's, he's like Irish Asian or something. Um, Which is an interesting combination. Irish Korean, I think. He's very angry. I mean, there's mom's Korean. He's always angry. That little. I wouldn't say he's angry. I think he's passionate. I think there's a certain certain. Really? I think he was angry. I think this was. And then he got the audience and it's like, oh, money. Got to keep doing this. Oh, he definitely knows what to do to maximize money. That's for sure. Which is the hard part at this well, point. At this point, that is. Uh, he's uh, growing, I think, right now. I don't know if he's the fastest, but he is definitely on the heels of Ben Shapiro right now in terms of company. You know, Shapiro's company is worth uh, like $250 million right now. It's not bad. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's, it's the network, right? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, a, yeah. a yeah. bunch of different shows. Yeah. Hey, that he put together but i know we can't well, he's monetize got jordan peterson he's got gina carano he's got um, ben shapiro <laughs> yeah you can't monetize a network yeah unless you have talented people that are all banding together in which yeah. case i think you can uh yeah and uh but one thing that they're not doing that tim's doing is uh, he's also putting out a song a quarter and each of the songs hits the number one on the charts because it's just strictly a uh, a gaming mechanism doesn't even but matter that's if what radio is well, it's yeah. a gaming mechanism so yeah, yeah it's WK- no less legitimate than anything else wkrb you know? covered that you know the one the one dj that came in that was getting cocaine in the, mm-hmm. in the record jacket to, to play it yeah little payola baby it's still illegal yeah but that's it. You but that's what you can do fans. when you have fans that, for any reason, as you can say, hey, I, you may not care about music, but just spend the two bucks. Right. Well, that's what gets the number one. That's how Gary Vaynerchuk made a ton of money. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. And he really lost me because he is still fully entrenched on TikTok is a good thing. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Totally not. But that was he was he, a, he was never I never really liked the guy. You know, he offered he was one of the guys that really used the Adam Curry method of value for value to his advantage in a slightly different way, which was he was putting out a ton of content. He wasn't, there was no way at that point to have, you know, paid subscribers. He wasn't doing the value for value, like promote my shows or support Mm -hmm. my shows that way. But then he started writing the books, you know, like a book or two a year. And mm-hmm. was like, you know what? If you like the content you've been watching for the last year, yeah, buy and, the book. Yes, yeah. do me a favor and buy the book. A lot yep. of people did. Yeah, and it's yeah. a great concept. And I think you know there is something about that, especially in the Biden economy. We've seen mm-hmm. the people supporting all sorts of podcasts go down. I think if you had something that was in there, like, hey, if you support the show, and over the time you get. A book or your mug or something i think more people stick with it at that point because they can tell the themselves club. right yeah. but they they can tell themselves i'm getting something out of it so it's not mm-hmm. just i'm giving money for something i'm getting for free already right it's i'm giving money to support this and i'm also getting x y and z that i can't get any other way 
which That's is why true. we we put out the idea of the the big oligarch dinner yeah here in chicago and i mean i know we don't normally do this early because we normally don't have any donations anybody supporting the show no don't do it <laughs> but i wanted to do this because i think this this is an interesting because there we've it's only two so it'll be nice and quick but this was before the last show that was canceled and we got a donation in from sir hopscotch who's been around other shows that i do mm, okay and he came in with a note that says phase one to unrelenting oligarchy status and a step closer to a dinner invitation so nice somebody listening and he came in with a hundred and three dollars and 48 cents wow yes okay those donations are perfectly fine yes now he is married to <laughs> lady get over it uh-huh who just moments after his donation came in with her own 103.48 with Jesus. the note save me a seat at dinner nice yeah no that's cool here's the thing i want people that want to donate in spite of me telling them not to <laughs> to be the donators well see everybody dislikes not the you, people so that the, just kind of throws you know a couple bucks here and and then says okay great now promote my website right see but yeah, that's it see people dislike you so much the more you tell them not to donate they're like i, I don't like that gene i'm gonna mm-hmm. donate I'll yeah show they them. don't like me so much they want to come to dinner with me that's they dislike it. you so much they're gonna send you money to get a dinner invite yeah it's like spite dinner Yes, but we we appreciate that, uh, Sir Hopscotch and Lady, get over it. That you yeah, are. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, track it. But you know, we have bad memory, so make sure you track it as well. Yeah, we have zero memory. I mean, Gene's like a hundred and six, teen, right? Mm-hmm. Although I, I put his I put his name into a search engine. I think he's actually younger than I am. So there's there's that. It could be a time travel thing. The search engine is younger than you are. I guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true too. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That is very true. But it's like that was the those were the only two donations that came in over the last two weeks. But they were damn good ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. And it may be because there's that idea of, hey, we're going to do a dinner. That's different. Nobody else is offering that. It's but it's something you can only get. Well, well, technically speaking, uh, John and Adam discussed doing a dinner in Vegas for the uh, uh, the trying to remember what year it was i want to say about seven years ago seven or eight years ago and but it was gonna be i think it was right after the higher level peerages were opened up oh so okay this was like okay wait a minute we've got we've got the knights it's kind of like us with the oligarchs once people start Mm -hmm. hitting oligarch you're like well how do we keep soaking people for more money (laughs) we we have to go there has to be somewhere to go from here we know that answer yes exactly (laughs) um yeah and so the idea was so if if you're like a baron or higher then uh let's get together and have dinner in vegas you get to get in the and i thought it was a great idea i was like hell yeah i I, there's a few places in vegas i enjoy having dinner and um uh i don't know if if it just kind of went by the wayside because nobody ran with it or if they expected to get a bunch of people coming in with more donations to get up to that level and never right. happened. Or if John just decided he didn't want to travel, it's a lot of work, all of the, all of that combined, but whatever it is, it just within two episodes, it just kind of, blew up. 
So somebody re-listening to the old shows, I'm sure, has uh, run across that episode where they talk about the Vegas dinner. It's not a bad idea. It is a community building exercise. Mm -hmm. Now, what is a... uh, an oligarch dinner look like does people do people have to show up in like old time soviet dress or uh, so here's the cool thing about doing it like if we were to do it in chicago which i'm not 100 percent committed to but let's say we were to do it in chicago the cool thing is there are actually nice russian restaurants in chicago yeah there's russians here uh well there's russians everywhere but there are actually Shh, don't tell like, people that high-end russian <laughs> so russian behind every rock <laughs> Uh, there are some high-end Russian restaurants, or at least there used to be, so it'd be worth checking to see if they still exist, but that I've been to in Chicago. Um, in fact, I remember back in the nineties being shocked that the parking was 20 bucks an hour. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That's like the price of dinner. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's only gone up since then. I'm oh, sure. I'm sure it's 50 now or more. Uh, Austin is 50 to 60 bucks an hour for parking right now. Like, would you like your car back? Would you like it back without bullet yeah. holes? Would uh, there's, mm-hmm, there's a, mm-hmm. a bunch of different levels you can have? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, maybe take a lap around the, uh, the, the track that would be worth 50 bucks an hour. The official uh, F1 track, restaurant, though, it should be probably something, some kind of Russian aspect to it. <clears throat> yeah. And that's so the, the, the only Russian restaurant in Austin closed, uh, three days no it was more than that it was about two weeks after uh the liberation of ukraine started really mm-hmm. that people were like no we're done you are horrible people because of your they your it was worse than that so it within a week they took the word russian off their sign whoa they went russian woke they went yeah they went russian woke they're like yep we're just gonna serve ethnic food now we're not gonna it's no longer russian it's right. It's it's quote yeah. unquote ethnic, but it's the same food. Uh-huh. But we're just not going to call uh-huh. it Russian. Yeah. And then within like it's probably two weeks after that, as they just close their doors. That's um, crazy. It is. It is. Uh, the uh, well is. It was definitely not expected. Uh, the the owners were not actually Russians. They're uh, oh, so they were fake Russians. They were they were Belarusian, um, but. I don't know. Maybe they were a little too sympathetic to Ukraine. Maybe, um, maybe they got some threats and they didn't want to deal with it. I mean, the fuckers survived COVID, which as a restaurant is not an easy thing to do. And then maybe, maybe that's the issue is that surviving COVID just put them into huge debt. And then this happening where they're like, no one's going to show up because no one wants to be in a Russian restaurant. Nobody wants Maybe to be they associated. Just said, right. We're yeah, we're just going to shut the door. And then the only grocery store that was a Russian grocery store, which again, when I say Russian, it's loosely Russian. It's it's usually either uh, Belarusian or Ukrainian or one of the other Slavic countries that the people that own it came from. But then they know the big market, obviously, is for Russian stuff. Well, I'm just really surprised they didn't just turn it from fine Russian foods into fine Ukrainian foods. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, how easy would that have been for them just to say, you know, we support Ukraine over Russia. So what are you going to call it? Ukraine. It used to be called Russia House. You could have turned it into a Ukraine House. Yeah, easily. Easily. And I would have called them pussies, but I would have still gotten and eaten there because, you know. Because the food was good. The food's the same. 
Yeah, so, there was, and there was something in WKRP about Russia, and it was the joke was that, that they're probably in Ukraine by now. And I'm like, wow, this is going back mm-hmm. 40 years. Like nothing has changed. Nothing. Oh has yeah. Changed. Well, a few well, things have changed. There's a, uh, uh, there's a, a uh, U.S. installed government in Ukraine, but other than that, I guess a few things have changed. Just that little conflict going on. Just that little, little tiny bitty thing. And man, you really feel bad for those folks. It's still going it's, on too, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't think it's that amazing. Cause uh, when Russia went in there, they were doing zero damage to any infrastructure. They were doing zero damage to anything that wasn't specifically a military target. And, um, you know, I think by doing that, they were hoping that it'd be over quickly with minimal destruction. And unfortunately, what it didn't count on is the Biden money that was in Ukraine that was going to be defended until the last Ukrainian dies. Well, Biden has to uh, wash his currency somewhere. The Biden crime family, that is. Mm-hmm. And what about the whole uh, crypto aspect of the money going in? Like, oh, so now we have a failed crypto king. Yeah. We have billions of dollars. They're like, well, this was kind of a Bernie Madoff. We're using your money. And there's money going from this to Ukraine to mm-hmm. Biden. To- yeah. U- Ukraine was investing the money that it was receiving from the United States and Europe into Bitcoin, which just sounds just like, huh? Well, it's like a get what? rich quick scheme, man. And yeah, it sounds like they shouldn't have been sent the money is what it sounds like. Yes. It doesn't seem so, like that's essential. Also, I don't know that this wasn't planned all along because you're doing a double cover up here. First of all, you're converting real money into Bitcoin, making it less trans, you know, traceable and not just Bitcoin, other coin. Right. Uh, through the exchange, the exchange is operated very shady as you would expect to be the case in Ukraine. And then it just shuts down and money just disappears. So now nothing is traceable. So, you know, all those payola payments made out to the folks whose kids worked in Ukraine, and there's quite a few of them in the U S politician ranks. Uh, they're completely now gone untraceable, untaxable and all of the above. Nobody wants to mention that. Oh, I just did. Oh, well, yeah, this is not, this is not the lamestream though. No, no. You'll hear different ideas here, but you are a Russian apologist, obviously. Oh, obviously. Yes. Yes. I know you have 13 different birth certificates, 14 different passports. Who told you? (laughs) There there are spies everywhere from the C letter, three letter agencies. Yes. And some people just with their three letter names. They know. Yeah. Speaking of three letter names, uh, did you see that uh, Colorado shooter dude had three names? No, but they, yeah. that's usually the most famous way. I mean, I it know it is. Yeah. He had three names. The media, you could just feel right when that happened. They were mm-hmm. hoping for a white guy. They were hoping for a Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it turned out to be another crazy black guy. And it's like, <gasps> oh, no inconvenient black guy he looked pretty white to me well i mean you know different shades 
The Colorado Shooters Black? You're kidding me. No, the Walmart one? You're, that what you're talking no, about? No, not the Walmart one. No, the Colorado one. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. The gay club one. Okay, yeah, right. Right. Because they were hoping for, you know, they were hoping for a white guy. guy and there too. Yeah, and it turned out to be a gay right. dude yeah. who had a thing against somebody there. You know, that's inconvenient. Personal vendetta. Biden is going to strongly go after guns, they say, up oh, until. Oh, he's doing it. You know, yeah. Like January, because that's when they're really trying to sneak things in because the uh, House already passed a uh, a new uh, ban on black guns. Ooh, black guns are bad. Yeah. The whole concept of assault weapons is hilarious. Uh, Why why, why don't you just call them weapon weapons? Right. They should. I mean, that's just kind of what they mean. It's like, hey, we're going to ban weapon weapons. Well, people are so ignorant. I mean, there's a percentage of people in this country that are gun owners that understand what the terms mean. Mm-hmm. People that are not gun owners, when they hear the term semi-automatic, mm-hmm. they're picturing a full-on Tommy gun. You know, they're, oh, yeah. they're not they're not understanding that a a semi-automatic is pretty much every pistol that's been sold since the yeah. 1800s. Exactly. Although I got to say, you know, those of us that are deep into the gun culture also aren't necessarily helping things uh when you can do searches for videos called fully semi-automatic and see a bunch of guys shooting um auto resetting trigger guns which is hilarious because they're semi-automatic shooting at about 500 rounds per minute yeah well and it's like you can use a rubber band bungee cord kind of thing Mm -hmm. to give your uh to give your uh, gun a boost. I mean, not that anybody yeah. can really yeah. shoot accurately at those kind of speeds. Those guns weren't made to be fired. That well, quickly. most of them. Yeah. I mean, some of them were, but that is the, you know, the concept it's like, well, okay, let's ban yeah. this. Yeah. It's like, but okay. But if somebody adds a rubber band to it, it's now this. So how do you, mm-hmm. you know, how do well, you, so they want to ban rubber bands. Probably so. mm-hmm. that would be the next line of defense. People yeah. seemingly keep driving their cars into parades and people into Apple stores, which I guess the Apple store one was a just a bad accident where the guy. I thought that was a robbery. Him. That wasn't a robbery. No, that was no. just a guy allegedly, from what I'm understanding, got his foot caught between the accelerator and the sidewall. However, that happened. You know, it looks like he huh. tried to break with his other foot and all that didn't quite work. Wound up in the Apple store. Mm. But we didn't seeing, think of shifting into neutral. I guess not. How dangerous cars are. We uh, should ban all cars. Well, I mean, I think there'll be some good arguments for electric cars at that point because the trying. electric cars are going to hit the brakes without asking you. The electric cars have way more torque, though, so you can get a lot quicker a lot sooner. Yeah, but they, they also are watching where you're going and they're going to prevent you from hitting people. Well, not just because they're electric. That would be the smart cars. Yeah, well, fair enough, but the electric cars all have that, like you can't turn it off, whereas the other cars, only the expensive versions of those cars have them. Ah, well, that's true. It is the haves and have-nots. Mm-hmm. But cars are dangerous. But yeah, we had those the multiple shootings and O'Reilly, or my buddy Bill O'Reilly, I know you. Yeah. Love, I mean, I love hearing does. about Tim. O'Reilly talked about this the other day, mm-hmm. how his people pulled out the stats with the mass shootings and the percentage that were black on black crime. But mm-hmm. that's never the stuff that's being covered on the news. Right. Right. 
Yeah. It's always the white guy. You know, it's like that's shooting up yeah. a school, but it's like, no, yeah. that's not a majority. I mean, that's horrible. They all are, but that's the minority. But it doesn't even matter. I mean, honestly, the as a percentage of population, the number of school shootings we have is statistically insignificant. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're being picked intentionally because this is where we're, we're trying to, uh, one, do the most damage, and two, it's when you know a, when you know a place, and people had been talking about this with the Walmart shooter. Mm-hmm. Once you know you have a company, you know that their policy is it's no guns. It's anywhere there's a no gun zone, a gun free zone. Yeah, there's more likely to be shootings. Right, that's where the people go because yeah, anybody that is being in a law abiding, rule abiding citizen says, "Well, I can't bring my gun into Walmart." Whereas if a few of those people were around when a guy comes out and starts firing on. Yeah, the employees or the shoppers. Well, then they can be taken out. Mm-hmm. There was a story of a mall shooter not that long ago, where it was with, literally within ten seconds, a good Samaritan took him out. Yeah, and he he hit him like twelve times. Yeah, from like forty yards away. Or yeah, it was- which <laughs> is unheard of for police. <laughs> yes, what is heard of of police? I remember the in the uh, one of the cases in New York where they there was six cops that each fired several magazines so we're talking like more than 15 rounds per cop uh so let's say 20 per cop so about 100 rounds and one round hit the perp <laughs> out of 100 that is not gun control the other 99 went somewhere else that is definitely not good gun control no and that's not what you want flying around not what, good. bullets in yes. general yes in general that is <laughs> yeah. uh, that is inconvenient yeah yeah i think we need to go back to the good old days where the cops didn't carry guns or tasers and they instead they had a billy club well that's england welcome back to the, mm-hmm. the way they do if it. the cops actually had to get within the zone of danger themselves I think that uh, they would tend to be a lot more polite. Would they, uh, would they actually get to do the job though? I mean, you can't fight guns with a billy club. Um, well, they don't need to fight guns because statistically the amount of gun crime that we have is insignificant. But it happens. So in those cases, there's nothing, but, uh, well, it happens, but I mean, if you want to, look at it that way that's why you have a SWAT team <clears throat> the SWAT team can have guns but the, I don't know about the everyday cop whether they need to have a gun here's the thing the, the joke which is you know as all jokes is based on reality uh, for gun people is if you can manage to buy a used gun from a police department it's always a great deal because it's never been used. Which is you can, crazy. It, it'll have it'll have more wear from the holster as the guy took it out and put <laughs> it in every night than it will inside the barrel, which probably still has original oil in it. How is there not a range and a practice and certification? There, there is a range and a practice, but cops are lazy. 
And I don't mean just cops. Most people are lazy, but cops certainly are no exception there. Most police departments will give you one box of ammo per year for practice. It's not quite they, enough. The, the expenditures on things like guns and ammo in police departments are way behind the expenditures to maintain the salaries. So, like, for example, I've got, I think, three different guns that are cop guns. Uh, I've got a, uh, a couple of Glocks uh, that I bought for about, well, not quite half off, but close to half off that were cop guns. And uh, one of them literally did still have uh, the original gun sort of oil on the inside. Now you could like, you could tell it's not been shot because there's been no rubbing at all on the top of the barrel against the frame. It's just Uh, for looks. Yeah. And then I also bought, and I think I talked about this in my other show um, just recently. I bought a SIG uh, SWAT rifle from the uh, Plano police department out here in Texas, which was awesome because it was not only was it a cop gun, it was the sergeant's tactical rifle. Ooh, you know what that means? Never really got me. Never shot. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I was like, Oh, this thing's perfect. And the guy is like, yeah, it's got under 200 rounds and probably under a hundred. Now the question is, and this gun is like eight years old. How many rounds have you put through since? Uh, not that many, actually. Probably about 50. See, I think that's the other half of the uh, of the oligarch dinner will be. Uh, oh, going to shoot? Yeah. yeah. You mean the expensive part of the dinner? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, mm-hmm. because no matter what it costs for good steaks and uh, alcohol, shooting now is way more expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shooting is definitely more expensive. Anytime there's a Democrat in the office, shooting is more expensive. Ammo is coming uh, down at least a little bit. So if you're if you're looking for a, a Christmas present yeah. for people, uh, n- ammo is always good. Yeah, ammo is a pretty good Christmas present. Um, availability is getting better, and the prices are definitely coming down, which is great. I've been stocking up on some uh, uh, AK surplus Ukrainian ammo, which is in <laughs> great shape. Get some good deals on it right now. If you're getting any it. of the. Uh, the surface to air missiles or anything uh, that uh, they can't seem to fire in the right direction. It's me on the conversation. A eh? Oh, sorry. Um, no, just legitimate ammo, you know, what you need coming from Ukraine, just stuff you need to protect your home or Russia. Sure. And, and just go, Poland. you know, go have fun at the range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, I wouldn't consider any East European ammo particularly good. If you look at test results, it's usually the least accurate shit out there. It uh, doesn't matter which country, whether it's coming from Czechoslovakia, or I guess we don't have any more Czech Republic or Serbia or Russia or Belarus or Ukraine or any of those countries. The, uh, the ammo quality is not uh, the best. And you want reliable ammo. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have my good ammo, which is all Israeli. And then I have my cheap ammo, which is East European. And then I have the, uh, the, uh, hunting ammo, which is all American. Now, which is this, which is the gun that's sitting there just in case you have an intruder pop into your house during the podcast? Um, well, I usually have multiple guns within arm's reach. Well, that's the way to go. Yeah. 
if you're going to stop by jeans, make sure you ring the door. But I, I always say the same thing. And then if somebody talks about a gun for home defense, I, I say you can never do better than the shotgun. Shotgun does not require you to be nearly as accurate. And for most people, they have not practiced shooting with high levels of cortisol in their systems. Like you need to practice stressful shooting in order to know what you're going to do in those situations. Most people have not gone and done that. Yeah. You don't want to freeze. Well, not only that, you can be shooting at a, uh, you know, a three inch group in the gun range, which turns into a 14 inch group when you add stress. Makes sense. Yeah. Because you're in a so hurried, you, yeah, you're hurried, you're frazzled. Yep, yep. There's nothing like being shot at that decreases your accuracy. <laughs> uh, it is uh, not at all surprising, but nonetheless, for most people, when they've experienced that, it it is a uh, like they they only realize just how much of a difference it makes when your hands are shaking uh you know like a half an inch back and forth with you not being able to control that at all you're not going to be shooting very accurately yeah there's no way so, really to prepare or simulate that coming up oh uh, there is absolutely there's a number of things uh the have somebody shoot at you that's one way <laughs> um you know there's, there may be other ways the but one of the easy ways back when i was younger was paintball True. Uh, because paintball hurts like a some bitch if it hits you because it's a 68 caliber uh, ball of goo. Um, so it's as, you know, as dense or denser than water. And it's traveling at 300 feet per second. So it, it carries quite a bit of weight. Now, paintball, I think, has kind of fallen out of favor these days for the, um, what do they call that? The, the little beady uh, little beads that everyone goes shoots now. I don't know. I just, uh, it's all bad for the environment. God damn. What is it called? Um, They've replaced paintball with something else now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it doesn't have paint. It's just like you're shooting little plastic pellets. But it seems to be quite popular these days. Well, then how do you know you hit somebody? Well, I mean, they know, but. Well, the person's supposed to raise their hand and say hit. Sure. But it, it I mean, it hurts. It like, it's. <laughs> the idea is when you get smacked. They're going to keep shooting until you raise your hand. So you don't want to wait too long to raise your hand. Although they are clearly cheaters. Um, well, someone has got to know in there. If anyone's listening, what the hell I'm talking about. It's, Nobody uh, oh, it's Black Jesus. Friday. Oh, yeah. Everybody's, Nobody's listening. That's what it is. Everybody's out doing their. Uh, uh-huh. Nobody's out doing shopping anywhere. I'm just waiting for whatever will happen now. Uh, Today, I mean, because if you're really, if you're going to go shoot up a place, I mean, this is a perfect day to do it. Now, uh, you can send emails to Darren <laughs> directly bypass me for this. Don't, don't even, I would never say anything like that. Just say who would. And in mm-hmm. Illinois, I mean, if they don't change the law that they pass that goes into effect January 1st, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to need to really load up on ammo because the law is now going to be airsoft if airsoft guns there you go yeah that's what i meant to say yeah so airsoft uh seems to be way more popular than paintball which i think is because people just didn't want to 
have yeah, clothes that are new clothes and ruining that are just yeah full of stuff but i used to play a lot of paintball like back when i was single and stuff and like every weekend i'd be at the paintball range hey jeep like 30 years ago this was a hundred bucks a day hobby now it's probably a thousand yeah i don't want that but, but it's probably 200 it probably i'm sure it is um but it, it's also i don't know i enjoyed it i thought it was fun but certainly the uh airsoft stuff they make look more like real guns yeah because a paintball gun you know it, it looks a lot more like a uh paint sprayer for your wall <laughs> right because well, it's big and does. chunky yeah, it's big and chunky, and like I had uh, remote oxygen. Uh, well, that wasn't oxygen; it was a remote nitrogen Steel. tank, right? Uh, on on my back, under the camos, and then a braided metal hose running through the sleeve down to the gun that was perma mounted to me. Uh, and then, um, but it was it was enjoyable. But that's one of the ways you get used to like still focusing and concentrating on shooting when somebody's shooting at you. Uh, the other thing, you could take a class in it. Um, there are uh, gun schools that do simunition classes. Uh, simunition is um, it's, it's what a lot of the more, I guess, let's just say military contractors trained with. Um, they're, you use real guns, but instead of shooting bullets, they shoot these little squibs that are kind of like paintballs, but smaller. They're, they're standard bullet size. Uh, and uh, yeah, that like you go through a kill house with one of those and you've got the red team and blue team. Boy, that gets the adrenaline pumping. Oh, I would imagine. And I know they've oh, yeah. got different things now that like shoot out uh, the a laser that they're used. You use your own pistol and they have uh, mm-hmm. special things that go into it. So when you fire it, it just kind of shoots the beam of light. But then yeah. again, you're trying to shoot at certain targets because that's really yeah, the that only doesn't reason. work. It has to be something painful. If you're not afraid of the pain that it's going to result in, you're not going to have the same type of uh, response um, in your uh, hormones. Well, this is why uh, Sig Sauer, from all of their most popular models, they now make BB guns to give you well they make airsoft guns yeah i don't know about bbs but they definitely make airsoft guns of all the sigs which is probably what those are because i know they're uh you know they're safe to shoot in your own backyard well legal anyway to Mm -hmm. shoot in your own backyard yeah 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 and And i don't they're not the only ones either but yeah absolutely uh i've posted a couple of videos on uh no agenda social of uh wait you're still on no agenda social yeah are you not no i I hardly see stuff from you that's true I don't post a lot. No, I, I don't either. Just I'm, I'm probably around a hundred posts a day or so. Well, see, you just take up the slack. <laughs> but I take, up, I take up the slack for half the people on there for Christ's sake. That's right. It's like Elon said uh-huh. on Twitter. There's like 10% of the people doing 90% of the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They deserve to get some cash. They deserve to be uh-huh. cut in. Yeah, man. Keeping the thing running. Totally. But as of January 1st, I think we talked about it a little bit. The law is going to be, I mean, and there's a lot of asinine stuff about things. They won't hold people that commit criminal offenses for, but the biggest ones seem to be 
that they made the trespassing charge, they dropped it down a rung, meaning that if somebody actually comes into your house or yard or, you know, no, this is in Illinois. Yes. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they you can call the cops. The cops can come out. The cops can give the person a ticket, mm-hmm. but the cops cannot remove them from your property. So you have to shoot them. That's what I said. You know, hmm. it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be kind of a roundabout at that point, because I think that's what people are going to have to do. And then, of course, they'll probably try to prosecute you for doing that. But I don't know. If somebody comes into your house. It's like what you're, you're telling me that if somebody actively breaks into somebody's home. And just as like, now I, I live here now. <laughs> you can, the, yeah, the cops, here now. right. The cops can't come remove them. Of course, people are going to start getting well, shot. What's the, what's the point in having cops? I mean, I, I'm, I've been on the defund the police bandwagon longer than most people way before it became a thing in BLM, uh, because I I've seen way too much police corruption, but, uh, what, what's the point at all of paying cops if they can't do things to provide safety at that point none and that is the point that a lot of the uh, local mayors here in illinois and the police departments are making because it's like mm-hmm. you're you're not letting them do their job and right and, and doesn't laws. that law just apply to state police then city police have their own laws that was also one of the things that was discussed because very much like we have federal laws and we have local laws mm-hmm. in the states yeah, there will be, I'm guessing, local authorities who are like, uh, fuck the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. This is not how we're going to run our locale yeah. unless it's, <clears throat> you know, unless they're somehow going to have, uh, you know, I don't know what the state can do to local towns if they're like, yeah, the whole uh, trespassing thing. No, we're not. We're yeah. not. We're not doing that because that's insane. You know, I understand if somebody's in your yard or something like that, but it's like, well, if they're still on private property being unable to have the police take care of the problem you're absolutely right is although technically the police are never going to take care of the problem even before this law because the cop's job is to show up and collect information from the witnesses it is not to actually do something about a criminal event now i would agree on some of the stuff but if you had uh, somebody that had broken into your house the cops will come and they will arrest them and take them away when you change it, yes. it to it's not but how often does someone stick around to wait for the cops to show up never because they know they will be arrested now if you change that to the cop can only give you a ticket which you can then just ignore mm-hmm. this is again the concept of having repercussions for the crimes yeah and this is like so logical just get a shotgun yeah. i mean i i don't know what the laws in illinois are around shotguns maybe oh, you, those do. you can have i mean i already have yeah pistols and we've got now in illinois to own a a pistol you need to get a a federal owner id card which the state police put out i know but we've got them i've got Mm -hmm. it the wife's got it you know we both got pistols and uh shotguns i don't think you need the foid card for i think you can buy yeah i mean i remember they they used to just sell shotguns and kmart yeah like Like, walmart walk up and buy the manager starts shooting them up Uh uh-huh Maybe they wouldn't get shot up if they still carried them. If people were afraid of the repercussions, a lot yeah. less crime would happen. And I, d- when, I just can't believe that people don't understand that. It's just like if you have kids. Yeah. You know the parents who are like, 
yeah, we never punish little Jimmy or little mm-hmm. Jenny for anything they do. Those kids continually misbehaving. They're, they're little brats. Yeah, absolutely. The parents that reprimand the kids, yeah. they I fall I'm, into line. There was a dude on on kind of the the uh, I don't know. I guess he was sort of conservative ish. Um. But he had a an interesting. He was one of the early sort of political YouTube channels, uh, and he had a guy. What was his name? He was a Canadian dude with a British accent. Well, that's weird. I'm sure that the people know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> but he always used to do his his videos where it was just him standing with a next to a white wall, and uh, he'd talk about. Um, yeah, he's generally conservative. But, and he got, he was one of the early people got banned off YouTube, but one of his stances, I could just never understand or agree with why the hell he had this stance, um, which was that he was completely against, um, like using a belt on kids, corporal punishment. I'm like, dude, that, that's what works. Right. If you don't believe in corporal punishment then there's something wrong with you, not with the people that actually engage in it. Because children take, uh, they take quite a bit of time to understand and learn logical, rational thinking. Right. Now I'm not saying you, you, you beat a one year old with a belt. Absolutely not. Obviously you have to be yourself a logical, reasonable adult. But the idea that you can't spank a kid or you can't, you know, cause anything that is physical pain is asinine. It, it is literally uh, pretending that you are not an animal, which we are. We yeah. are animals with brains, but all of those animal instincts are still there. Any animal that has managed to survive up to the present day has a built-in doesn't even have to think about it. Doesn't have to use their brain. It's almost literally in their spinal column. This idea that if there's pain in part of my body, I need to stop doing what I'm doing and pull that part of my body back. Whether that's caused by touching something hot, touching something cold, getting thwacked by a branch. I don't care what it is. Uh, are we we all have natural reactions to painful stimuli. Yes, to knowing there's a repercussion to the action. Well, it's not even knowing there, there's repercussion. I mean, that's the idea is hopefully you learn not to do the thing that caused pain, but we all have an instinct to avoid pain. And so to simply say you should never lay a hand on the kid because they're a kid and you should what trust them understanding your explanation logically right that's just that's just stupidity that's i mean bad that's parenting it really is it's like you might as well give women the right to vote right that's not gonna gene at uh unrelenting dot show is where you wanna wait what <laughs> just saying just saying uh-huh. That is uh, repercussions. Again. God, what was the guy's name? Because he he's, he's still permanent, I think, from all the platforms. He, but he was one of the early guys, like before Alex Jones. Hey, but you saw Trump got his account back on the Twitters. And a whole t- 
ton of other people and more should be getting Yeah. And, and even more people should be getting him back because Musk put up a vote thing, a poll say, should everyone get their accounts back unless it was deleted for a legal reason? And hell yeah. And and the poll, the poll had a 70% affirmative vote on it. I mean, you either have free speech or you don't. Yeah. And, and I think he kind of stepped into it with his comments about Alex Jones was like, nope, he's never getting back. Uh, my kid died in my arms and I just, I don't, I don't, you know, it's like, well, that's unfortunate, dude has nothing to do with Alex Jones. though. you know, you're, you're as Ben, uh, says, uh, your emotions. No, what the hell does Ben say? He has a funny little saying about emotions. Your emotions don't have rights or something like that. I can't remember. I got to look it up. Oh, yeah. Have you heard it? No. Oh, I don't listen to Ben. You've I, never listened I, to Ben? No. I can't listen to anybody. He talks too fast. I can't understand what he's saying. He talks too fast. You know, it's like, so the same thing. Well, that's why you have to accelerate all other podcasts <laughs> to match his speed. <laughs> right. Uh, In order to understand Ben Shapiro, you could either slow him down or you have to speed the whole rest of the world up. Yeah. Just to try. So to I, I just. I just speed everything up. But repercussions are an important thing to know. Mm-hmm. And if there are never any repercussions, then you will have people running rampant. We're seeing that in the major cities that have gone to these no bail laws. Oh, and there's, you go. there's guys that are picked up multiple times a day for committing crimes because eh, we just a don't day. Yeah. No, Jesus. there was out in wow. New York. There's been some just horrific stories. Yeah. So uh, Ben's thing is facts don't care about your feelings. This is true. Nobody cares about your feelings, really. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's very true. Don't say that to your wife, though. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I I think Ben is. Um, he's built himself quite the nice little empire. Yeah, there's no question. He's made some a little, little fast talking lawyer pretending to be a conservative. That's what people say. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's still faking it after all these years. He's doing a good job. There's no question. Yeah. Uh huh. He's figured out how to make money in a sphere. That's kind of hard to make money yet. Mm-hmm. And in a land of the cancel culture, this, the Elon thing, I know a lot of people don't give a shit about Twitter, but, but Ben is such a stereotype though. Well, yeah, but the, he, Elon he's, thing, he's a lawyer. He's married to a doctor. Uh, you know, obviously Jewish, both of them, uh, Russian Jewish for that matter. Uh-oh. Well, see, there's a cancellation just uh-huh. waiting to happen. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, his mom was a Hollywood exec. <laughs> wow. This wasn't pre-planned at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just like you go to the dog, everything, everything around them is just like, God damn, he's so stereotypically Jewish. It's, uh. Just across the way. That's why I think it's important that I, we talked about this before we start recording that, um, if you haven't seen freedom tunes, Thanksgiving special, uh, this year's is on Tucker Carlson. Last year's was on, uh, Ben Shapiro and it, the Shapiro one, I think is even funnier because it's easier to make fun of Shapiro, but Tucker's was pretty damn good this year as well. Uh, in general, I just like freedom tunes. Uh, most of their stuff, they, they've got a few things that fall flat, but for the most part, they're right on the money. Never heard of them. YouTube channel. Is this, 
Yeah, YouTube channel, Freedom Tunes. You've never heard of Freedom Tunes? It's oh. one of the sort of conservative cartoon channels. I don't watch, do you think I watch any conservative cartoons? No. Oh, how do you not watch conservative cartoons? You pay for any. YouTube, for Christ's sake. I know. I barely watch anything. Mm. Mm. The less is more concept is better when it comes to YouTube. Well, I would, even though it, the guy that owns that company is Catholic, I'd still recommend it. Even though, yeah. You can't trust those Catholics. That's for sure. They're out there with the Crusades causing all these problems. I know, right? And I'm surprised exactly. that my uh, local, you know, the high school I went to, it hasn't mm-hmm. been totally canceled because the, the mascot was the Crusader. I'm like, wow, that seems to be, that seems to be glorifying some, uh, some really bad behavior. How's that? The Crusades. There was a lot of death and murder and there was quite a bit of that, but. I mean, the, the word crusades predates the crusades. Ooh. It just means a journey with a point to it. Yes. But when people <laughs> say, though, you know, the crusades, the, uh, yeah. you have that other connotation, which in a woke world would be, that should be canceled from all memory. Yeah. I mean, crusade, really, you could say that Genghis Khan was on a crusade. Hey, we're on a crusade. Well, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, speak for yourself there, uh, Kim Sabi. But, uh, I'm not crusading on anything. I'm just talking. But you are talking in a way as if to be on a crusade. Hey, man, if somebody wants to go do something based on what they hear, that's up to them, man. Not on me. <laughs> exactly. It was like, again, WK. I've been watching what, what's going on with Kanye. <laughs> and WKRP, the one day, Johnny Fever, there was a problem with, it was like a garbage strike or something. Uh-huh. So he just mentioned, "Ha, hey, you should just go take all your garbage and throw it on City Hall." Ooh. And I guess people started doing it. And he was like yeah. really surprised that people started doing it. Uh-huh. So they of course forced him to apologize. And of course he does the apology and then's like, "You know, but of course if you're still out there, I feel responsible with that garbage in your car, you know, the mm-hmm. mayor's house is uh <laughs> <laughs> See, that's kind of like us. That's what podcasters do. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, I can, I can cause people to maybe go do something. Nah, nah, there's no actual power there. No, not at all. There's nobody yeah. listening right now. Well, and that's definitely true. I mean, first of all, it's, it's Black Friday. It's day after Thanksgiving in the U.S. For all our international listeners that don't care about Thanksgiving. Uh, there's somebody I was uh, watching that was a, a conservative British dude that just gave a hilarious uh comment to the whole thanksgiving thing it's like well you know our country didn't go and rape and pillage another indigenous civilization and steal their land so no we don't celebrate thanksgiving you're like you're not familiar with the british empire yeah and that's literally my reaction it's like oh my god you literally conquered half the world and you're gonna tell us about that that Americans did that? Okay. But they don't see it. That's it. This is the the block that people have because they don't understand history. Mm -hmm. They have made no attempt to understand history. And I guess we now live in an era history free era. Yeah. The most important things are not what came before. It's all just today, woke, transgender, whatever the cause du jour is. But yeah, you don't know what happened in the past. It's like, and that's really kind of scary. Yeah. Well, and Russia just keeps pissing off Democrats because they just passed a law uh, outlawing child sex change operations. 
Well, as they should. That seems rational to me. Oh, it's clearly evil, evil Ruskies. What, you know, you can't be thinking that's rational. I mean, I just can't believe this country has gone that far down the rabbit hole where the average person is like, oh, no, let's cut off a kid's genitals at 12 because they say they're confused. Well, on the path to Sodom and Gomorrah, <laughs> all things start looking normal. Yeah. And that is the issue. I mean, I just want to know who's going to be like, oh, those horrible Russian people. They won't let us cut off a kid's dick until he's at least 18. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. Those horrible yeah, we got to We got to change that administration. That's for sure. We yeah, got to wait, but what, get Putin what, out of there. Can you get the uh, sex change in Ukraine? Is it okay? Are they doing oh, yeah. that to 12 yeah. year olds in Ukraine? Well, they do that involuntarily, but yeah. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. That is the problem. The, the, one of the big stories since we last talked was the the missile, the stray missile, if you will. Oh, yes. That landed in Poland. And immediately the news coverage, everybody. Oh, yeah. Russia just bombed Poland. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Russian mm-hmm. missile lands in Poland. Russian, Russian, yeah. Russian, 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 Russian. And it's like, mm, that doesn't make sense. Because they're well, not the Russians aren't. Stu- I mean, everybody wants to play this. It off. doesn't make sense at all because it was an S three hundred supposedly. Well, and, when you start uh, looking at fragments too. That's the the problematic. Yeah, part. and and the S three hundred doesn't have the fuel to fly from Russia to Poland. So what the fuck? Well, they were and Russians then, in Ukraine that took Ukrainian missiles and sent them to Poland. Yeah. And you yeah. saw the fucking retard at the UN, and I don't normally use that kind of language. Right. That came out and was like, well, this is still an illegal war, so it's still Russia's fault. It's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. What's an illegal war? Right. right? A uh, war oh, that you the mean UN like, doesn't uh, like. Yeah. You mean like the U.S. war in Syria or the U.S. war in Yemen or the U.S. war in Iraq or the U.S. war in Afghanistan or. No, those What's an illegal fine. war? Those are all fine. Yeah, those were legal. Okay, so who who was the uh, determining factor on the legality there? The UN gets to decide what or the UN war in uh, Serbia uh-huh. that was pretty illegal. Nope, that's all messing got with the, the countries. Uh huh. Uh huh. All fine. All yeah. dandy. But yeah. just like well, the same crap with the Britney Griner stuff, like being unlawfully uh, yeah. detained. Yeah, like, unlawfully no. detained. Yes. A, or, or like the whole uh, Ukrainian uh, action general uh, where they're an unprovoked war. Right. Unprovoked war. Always. Oh, yeah. It's unprovoked, right? You know, that's well, no agenda has been covering Since 2014 this. bombing the shit out of the East. Uh huh. The news has changed so much and no agenda has pointed this out a bunch of times. So I'm not taking credit for it, but you'll notice the news now doing things like Trump said without providing proof. You uh-huh. know, it's, it's like, no, that's not your job to, to add that kind of subtext to what you're reporting. You know, yeah, the only sources that exist these days are anonymous uh-huh. and they're never right. And they're usually coming off Twitter because that's all that media does is just read Twitter. That's the entirety of their research. Because it is a lot quicker to get your research done if you just have to look at Twitter. And I think it also makes sense why they're so gung-ho on Twitter having fact checkers. So they don't have to even do that as media. Right. Because somebody else is figuring out Well, this was fact check, you know, the fact that uh, the the, uh, conservatives are all all being paid for by russia and it's all collusion and it's been fact-checked on twitter to be correct so we're going to report it 
which is why the Elon Musk thing taking over. Oh, Twitter, my I think God, matters. this is pissing him off. Yes. Oh, my God. This is to them. This is worse than almost, if not worse than Trump. And you notice, well, I think it may be. It's going to get there. Mm-hmm. But you notice these folks, including the, you know, the radical wackos like Whoopi, who said she was leaving uh, Stephen oh, King, yeah. the yeah. usual. The usual suspects. Yeah. They're not leaving because they then they they say they're going to leave. And then they realize that every other platform out there mm-hmm. has a small percentage of the reach. What did you see the the reply from the, the head of Mastodon? Because yes. you know that Mastodon is pretty fucking liberal. Oh, I mean, yeah. we they were trying to kick off uh, No Agenda Social off the platform. Well, they have. I mean, trying they to do a mass any, ban. Yeah, yeah. Well, that the No Agenda Social and other uh-huh. other like instances. I mean, for yeah. people that aren't familiar, the you know, the Mastodon is like Twitter, but it's a bunch of people hosting their own servers and they all talk. Yeah. What they do when they release the software is tell you, well, there's some bad servers like this, this, and this, and we, we block them by default mm-hmm. because, you know, yeah. they're saying horrible. And it's funny that the excuse, the reason that they give is like free speech zone. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Really? That's your, the reason why you're going to block an instance. Yeah. Is because people are allowed to say whatever they want. It's like, well, is which that- which is bullshit anyway? Because the number of people saying things that are at all uh, questionable and noted in the social is pretty freaking small. There are some other servers oh, on yeah. Mastodon that are so far into the uh, you know Hitler was right side that well, right. But it goes back to the question of how you deal with that. Go back to yeah. nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. For the Blues Brothers, great movie. You learn everything you need to know about life from the Blues Brothers. When they come across from the penguins, yes, you come across the uh, the Illinois Nazis on the bridge. Yeah, and you know it's like I hate Illinois Nazis, and then they go and they drive the car over the bridge, and all the Illinois Nazis have to dive off into the water. Mm-hmm. But the Illinois Nazis are allowed to speak. That's part of the deal of having freedom and free speech. Yeah. Is that the horrible people that you don't like or don't agree with still get to spew their stuff and then you get to respond. Right. But you, or you, you can not listen. Well, that's also true. But you can't put tape on their mouth. Yes. That's, that's not the same as not listening. I mean, you could drive the car over the bridge and make them jump off, but well, you may get to shouldn't really for do that. that. But the, <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is, uh, so this lefty that is in charge of Mastodon, I mean, it's open source, so anybody can set up their own, but the official big Mastodon that started the whole thing, he had to put out a statement saying, if you're coming here from Twitter, please use the tools that are built in, like muting or ignoring somebody, and stop sending us requests to block people. (laughs) Right, because all these people on Twitter, they're used to. They're used to. Yeah, they're they're used to just sending a, I don't like this person, block them from your platform. Right. Make it and they're stop. Like, just mute, it, mute them yourself. It's like, no, no, that's not the point. That's not what they want. They want to remove people they disagree with. Right. They don't want that even to be out there for anybody else to for hear. They want to make the decision else. for you. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. Which is exactly what I want in podcasting, because I want my podcast to only be heard by people that are approved by me. I know you're trying to figure out that technology. (laughs) 
that's it. You're like, how one do day, I- one day, <laughs> how can I do? We'll this? make it happen. I only want to be able to talk into the ears of people that I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we do? Everybody I has mean, to be technically. Cat. I guess I could do that. There's a way to do that, just through like a Patreon type system. Well, this where is true. where you, I could make the membership for free, but then I get to kick anybody I don't like off. You need a big bunch of people all giving tons of money. <laughs> That's what we need. Big people uh-huh. giving tons of money. If to you want to help, show. if you want to help Sir Gene figure out a way to ban people from podcasts, I think you need to send the donation. In. And really, he's only targeting one person mainly. So there's that. <laughs> Could and, be a whole country. And he always comes at me and I'm like, you do realize he is just trying to annoy uh-huh. you. That's uh-huh. it. Come on. <laughs> you don't give into it you're playing the game all wrong but no, yeah you, you gotta have fun you gotta have fun exactly yes there's no malice there's no malice no, in the unrelenting no. show not at all or any show well none that we do i mean there's well, yeah. some shows there may be some malice in in like michael malice's shows yeah there's probably a lot there he does have some malice in every show he does with twitter though I what do you like- think of that guy by the way I don't know if we ever talked about him. Heard very little, but from what I've heard, okay, okay. yeah. I mean, it's not a. So he's a self-avowed anarchist, which is different than the libertarian. Um, and it's interesting to me because he's a righty anarchist, where most anarchists that I've known in my lifetime have been lefty anarchists. That is like they're they're the people for whom you know socialism and communism doesn't go yeah, far enough right. you're like this this isn't working for me uh this is way too easy uh-huh it's like well everybody should have all this stuff but also i don't trust somebody to enforce it so anarchism is the way to go i was like okay it's like but going back he, to the wild west that's why we all have guns yeah. and ammo yeah i mean there's certain aspects of anarchism that i'm totally fine with but as a general philosophy for government Anarchism just seems to fall short. Well, I remember going back to the bulletin board days. How oh, afraid, way back. yes, how afraid people were. I remember the big board here out of the Chicago area, which I think is still a company and still around called Ripco, R-I-P-C-O, mm. a famous bulletin board, but they had the, the file section. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going back into the 80s. early mid eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had the file section with stuff like the anarchist cookbook and the poor man's James Bond and all oh, this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And people were so worried about that new technology. Now we look at the internet and go, <laughs> wow. Yeah. You guys had no idea how easy it was going to become to share things is back then i mean yeah it was text files but you were calling in on a 56k modem or you know something if that not even that maybe like a 300 baud modem back at the time yeah early 80s probably would not have been 5600 no and the amount of time that it would take to download this kind of stuff but i remember i had um this would have been like late 80s i had a telebit trailblazer which was a 192 modem which was super fast for its time the technology uh, bef- kept getting better. Yeah, before that, it was all um, twenty four hundred baud. I mean, these asshole kids today that can stream high def video on their phones have yeah. no idea. Well, the computers that we were using those modems on, uh, you know, they were less powerful than your iPhone. Oh yeah, by far, by far. 
Yeah. I mean, my they, first they computer only, was nothing. <clears throat> they could only show 256 colors at a time. Yeah. Well, if that, was, that. I had a, the uh, trash 80 uh, color computer. The original. Oh yeah. That's 16 colors. It's like, that was, uh, that was going back. And the trash 80 was a TRS 80 for anybody wanting to look it up. Yeah. Welcome to Tandy Corp. Uh, oh, they were kick ass back. Dude. You know, they, the reason they got sued by IBM was because their market share was actually surpassing IBM's at the time. That was released. The color computer was released in September of 1980. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it cost $399, which is the equivalent of over 1300 three, today. No, I think it's more than that. Yeah. I this was the, the price that grand. Wikipedia has. Uh, yeah, they're fucking socialists. <laughs> If you look at the real inflation numbers using shadow stats, it's quite a bit more than that. The sound of the trash 80 color computer was a six bit DAC. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you could tell a, uh, the classic video game sound. And I think, I don't remember what mine, the, the cheapest ones came with four kilobytes or kilobytes mm-hmm. of Ram. Mm-hmm. I think I had one that had 16. I think that was Ooh. the, uh, I know. The CPU was a 689E at 0.895 to 1.79 megahertz. Yeah, speedy. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the worst thing about the color computer, which I did not realize until long after having the color computer, was once the online stuff started happening, for some reason, the assholes who made the color computer made the text with because you had to and this was the other thing there were really no monitors i mean there were but these were meant to go on television mm-hmm. which was the issue but the width of the screen had 32 characters to it oh it wasn't even 80 characters no oh well, my see, god a lot of them were 40 yeah but all of the bulletin boards back then were mm-hmm. 40 characters and all of them tried to so do everything the, wrapped yes everything wrapped i mean so you couldn't even see all the like the text nudie photos no of course not oh my god it was horrible yeah it was absolutely horrible (laughs) but how big was your screen um i used a few different uh televisions with them i remember using just like a small portable Mm -hmm. maybe 15 inch screen to Mm -hmm. start wow see i was on a on a nine inch mac screen Oh, well, those were even better. Black and white, nine inches. I mean, yeah, sure. It was higher quality. And then it was, you know, very small, very small, insanely small to the point of it was basically, well, it was definitely smaller than your iPad screen. Uh, It's barely bigger than the phone screen. That's true. And it was, it was out of thing that weighed like 80 pounds. Oh, it wasn't that heavy, but it was transportable. It had a handle on top. And which what um, was that machine? It wasn't a Macintosh. It was a Mac. Was it yeah, the first it was a Mac? Macintosh. Yeah. Yeah. I first know Mac. that uh my buddy 128K of RAM. Well, that was big time. I remember they mm-hmm. had them in high school, and a buddy of mine in high school had a Lisa, which I don't know if he's I'm like that, that was the pro worth, one. Yeah. Yeah. And those yeah. are now worth a shit ton of money. Well, they were worth a shit ton back then. When Lisa was for sale, I remember seeing this in the store. Leases were selling for four and a half thousand dollars in nineteen eighty three money. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that's like seven no, no, it's more than that. It's probably like over ten grand right now, yeah, for sure. 
And I remember those clunky mouses those Max had early back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, wired mean, two kids. There was square mouse. Yes. Well, my mouse is wired right now too. That that hasn't changed. You still like that? Huh? You prefer? I for a it's long faster. time. I'm, for gaming, you want the lowest well, latency true. possible. That's true. I don't game, so I like yeah. uh, a good Logitech wireless mouse. Has been what I've been using. Yeah, yeah. and those those Logitech batteries. I don't know what they do. They last like a year. Well, yes. Well, they last a very long time. And Mm -hmm. I had, you know, of course, shitty eyes and big, you know, meaty fingers. I'm a big guy. There was I had a mouse for like years, and I bought a replacement battery because that was the thing that finally went. Because I love the Mm -hmm. old Logitech mouse, but I pretty much destroyed it trying to take it apart. So I had to buy a new one. But the new one's just as good. Yeah, especially on Black Friday. Yeah, well, you can get all sorts of Black Friday. I was oh. always a trackball guy. Ever since trackballs came out, I love trackballs. They seem like they're better than mice. I was never able to get used to those. I know a lot no. of people that do a lot of computing that swear by them, you know, that they're yeah. less. Well, I used to use one. And then when, when I went back to the Mac, like in 2006, seven, uh, I just got used to using the touchpad. And then um, for the PC, I ended up just replacing that with a mouse eventually. Mouse is definitely better for video games than a trackpad. But then I haven't used a trackpad in probably 10 years. I kind of got a hankering for one. So I ordered one about a month ago. Oh, did it come in yet? Or is it like, yeah, no, it came in. It, it came in. It came in. I use it. And it's exactly that feel that I remember. And I'm like, ah, it's, gone. it's like a mouse better now. Yeah. The I just thrill like is gone. The thrill is gone. I just. I remember using them. It feels exactly the same, but maybe mice have improved. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I it think just, it is. They're way more aero or not aerodynamic. Aerodynamic. Yeah. To the speed that I move this mouse, <laughs> it has to be aerodynamic. Yeah, it, it does. Uh-huh. And they are. They're they're streamlined, and they are much more comfortable than they are you're streamlined. Right. That's true. The old ones were like just here's a box with a couple of buttons on it. And those those we those uh, balls you had to clean all the time. Oh, oh nothing, dude! Oh, don't you just hate yes. cleaning those balls? <laughs> yeah, you uh-huh. know when your balls get dirty, then your computing yeah. power goes way down. Oh, way down! And yeah. I was always amazed when taking because you could take those mice apart and the little rubber ball in those yeah. things. You would just yeah. be able to like rub gunk off of oh, those. Oh, it was things. grimy and there's lint in your balls. I mean, it's just like, what the hell, man? You do not, that's, that's not good. No. This Clean is, your balls, people. That's why you went to lasers and it was like, this is much better. Lasers. Yeah, yeah. Laser those balls. Yeah. They'll be totally hairless. That's the only way to go. It is, you're going to yeah. get a much better response time mm-hmm. on everything that you're doing. But uh, I want to know the air fryer. I mean, has it changed your life? Well, you know, I replaced one air fryer with another air fryer, right? No, I it's, thought that was your first one. No, no, well, no. It was small, I've had an air fryer forever. Was, you just needed Look, one big I, enough I for bacon. I told you this. Yes, I, I complained know. about my air the fryer because it was round. round it basket. wasn't small. You couldn't fit your bacon It was just in. round. Yeah. So you would put in like three slices of bacon and you're done. I'm like, who wants to eat just three slices? I know. You need at least five or six. Yeah. So this one is square. And it goes, that, that's the other thing is it goes up to over 500 degrees. Which Mine awesome. doesn't. I was like, damn, I might need one of those now. Because ours oh, only yeah. goes up well, to 400. Hey, guess what? It's one of the uh, Black Friday specials on Amazon right now. I believe that. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was a slightly less height on the basket. Because like that yes. one is sold yes. as an air fr- or fryer and something else. And like grill. A, it's a grill fryer. Yeah. 
but I know the just straight air fryer has worked well. <clears throat> it's fine. I've, I just made baked potatoes in that yesterday. Damn. I want to do some um, sweet potatoes today. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. I like sweet potatoes. Actually, I like them more than baked potato. I don't know why I keep forgetting to buy them. I always just buy regular potatoes, but I, I probably should buy some sweet potatoes because they taste better. And they are better for your glycemic index. They don't spike your sugar. Uh, do potatoes spike your sugar much? I oh, yeah. Think potatoes did. Oh, yeah. Big did time. They really? Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, it, I know it's all carbs. It's all just, you know, starch, but I didn't think it was fast acting starch. I believe it is. Hmm. They're bad, bad taters. Well, I had a couple of taters last night, so maybe that's why I slept like a log. Yeah, we had a nice Thanksgiving dinner over with my parents, had some turkey. Of course, we don't cook. Mm-hmm. And this there's a there's a little grocery place here that does pretty good catering. Nice. And they do the turkeys very nice. Now, I mean, I guess we were lucky that we ordered for the one to two o'clock pickup because there was there were two choices. We were bringing it over to my parents' house, but there were two mm. choices. There was an 11 to 12 pickup or a one mm-hmm. to two. Mm-hmm. And I guess when we went to pick it up. My wife went in and whatever happened, they didn't have anything at 11. They were just they moved everything to one. So anybody that had ordered for an 11 to 12 pickup they weren't ready until one. So I was, I was glad we had a one o'clock pickup. Hmm. That's a little inconvenient for people who are like, I've got That's, this. Yeah. It's getting close. Yeah. Got this plan. And, uh, but the Turkey was very well, I mean, it was big, it was juicy. It was Brown on the outside and, uh, nice. It's much better than trying to do it yourself. Nobody. I mean, that's a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I'm trying to remember the last time that I actually did Turkey. I think it was probably, Five years ago was the last time I had turkey at the house because uh, either I've gone to other people's things or like this year, I just didn't do shit. You just were <laughs> like, I'm just don't want to see anybody. I had uh, Mexican food for Thanksgiving. See, now that I would prefer a good. What'd you have? Mexican. Uh, you have some quesadillas. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. I had uh, quesadillas and uh, burritos. There you go. Yeah. Now, were the Mexican restaurants open? Because like everything here closes except oh, yeah, like yeah, the Chinese yeah. place. Yeah, the Chinese and Mexicans were the only ones running things. But they should. They should be open. It's like this is different yeah. people, especially now that you're seeing uh, there was it, the stats are always bullshit. But the stat that I saw on Drudge or Fox or something mm-hmm. was like 25% of people just didn't do Thanksgiving because the food prices were too expensive. It's like we still got to fucking eat. You do have to eat. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can just order a pizza if you want to or do whatever. You don't have mm-hmm. to have the the big turkey dinner. Yeah. But we had the turkey. We had some. They had like uh, green bean casserole, some sweet potato casserole. Yeah, sweet little- potato. Yeah. To me, it's always like sweet potato pie. And um, I like stuffing more than the turkey itself. I would agree. Although turkey skin, if especially if it's a fried turkey, is really good. That was, I had a little of that because I was the one cutting it. And it's like, otherwise it yeah. removed it. But yes, the little bits that are just, which is yep. the only, the bets, the best part of a rotisserie chicken as well is the, yeah, yeah. those totally. little bits of fried skin. I was talking to a buddy of mine about this. I'm like, you remember that episode in Seinfeld where the they, muffin tops. yeah, the muffin tops. You just want to say nothing but skins. I, I just, yeah. How about just fried skin? <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds gross, but it is the most tasty part. Yeah, but what do you do with the rest of the turkey? Ah, well, I throw it away. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but you. <laughs> this is a perfectly green business. Nothing to worry about here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We can feed you... the world's poor. 
Uh, well, you could also turn it into fertilizer or something. You know, you could just it. You, it's all organic. Nothing like you could throw it away, and it's not a bad thing. True, but but the skin part is truly the tasty part of the bird. Yes, when done so, correctly, when it's seasoned correctly yes, and cooked yes. just right. Yeah, you got to put some salt into that oil for sure. Uh huh. Which I've never deep fried a turkey. It's always been something. Oh, like, I have. Is it as dangerous as? Uh, I mean, you don't want to do it in the house. Well, the first of all, it has to be fully thawed. You don't want to be oh, deep yeah. frying frozen turkeys. That's an explosion. Well, yes, because no, well, maybe, maybe not. I know we never know who's listening and how much their uh, culinary skills come out. But yes, you never want to drop anything that has a lot of mm-hmm. liquid inside no. into hot oil. No, no ice cubes into oil. No. Don't do it. It's not <laughs> worth it. Um, but it's slightly faster. I will say that it's probably about 25 to 30% faster than baking it, but it is, keeps all the juices in. It is very, very soft. Uh, the skin is extra crispy. It's all together. It's a, a very good tasting bird, but it's not cheap because the cost of the oil to cook it in is right. about the same as the cost of the bird. Right. Cause there's, a, a lot of oil. A decent, yeah, you need a large enough vessel, which is why this isn't for the yeah. the the amateur or weak of heart. But they're not that that bad. I think I bought a a, a turkey fryer. But what did you just, heat up the uh, oil with? Well, no, it's a whole thing. It's a okay, turkey so fryer, a, gotcha. and it was about a hundred and twenty bucks. And that comes with the vessel, and, and then you fill it, it up. It's heat uh, it up. propane powered, so you just plug in a tank from your grill into it. You let it go and for it, how long for a turkey in the uh, the deep? It's fryer? about twenty five to thirty percent less than whatever the time that they tell you would be for, um, for just normal baking, which is a while because I haven't done a turkey in a while. But I did. A yeah, I, it, I think, and that was like over two hours, like almost two and a half hours. Yeah, so which I just uh, I cannot wait that long for shit these days. I know. I, I well, want I more ordered, instant gratification. I mean, because we don't go to the store. You right. know, I order online and I was yeah. totally misunderstanding the size when mm-hmm. I ordered the fresh chicken. Cause I'm like, I've had, when we buy the rotisserie chickens, yeah, they're small enough to fit in the air fryer. So I'm like, well, if yeah. I could just buy one of those before they're cooked, it would mm-hmm. fit fine in the air fryer. But this was so big, it didn't. So I had to just do it in the oven. And yes, it's like two and a half hours of, yeah, it's like, it's fine. So, but, speaking of air fryers, yeah. um, cause we're, you know, a show that, provide service to people we and are talk a about culinary it. show at heart we I believe. really are um one thing that this air fryer does that my last one didn't is it preheats yeah so it first warms up the insides of the air fryer for a few minutes and then it says now put the food in yes my old one didn't do that it was just like check the food in they had to hit a button and it'll keep it running until it's done but it didn't bother doing any kind of preheating which made sense because the old one just had kind of a you know light aluminum basket thing where this current one it's got a fairly hefty grill surface on it like looks like a grill and it's i think it's steel it's not aluminum so it it totally takes a while to get that bottom plate portion heated up uh, so it makes sense that you would want to do that first and then put the food in and then you hear the sizzle right away. 
Yeah, well, the preheating, I think, helps. Even ours, because we don't have the grill. We have the same brand, but ours is mm-hmm. just a big heating element at the top. Mm-hmm. And then the basket, which is very similar, I think, to the one you've got. And it does seem to help to preheat because, I, I mean, as with anything, you understand that the physics, you know, the thermodynamics of what's going on. Right. Is if you're going from cold, which I go from cold with bacon, I never preheat when doing bacon. I just put the right. bacon in and turn it on. But if you're doing something like fries or chicken wings or something like that, you really want to preheat to get the outside crispy and everything to cook the way that mm-hmm. it should. And it only takes a couple minutes to preheat. Yeah. And it's like you don't need all the oil. At first, I was like, well, when you heard air fryer, it's like, well, do you have to put like a little oil spray or any of that on the outside yeah, and stuff? It's like, no, you just throw it in. It's magic. Mm-hmm. And it is just a convection oven, which have been around really, for a it long is, time. Yeah. And they just a rebranded convection oven. Yes. With a basket that lets you put things in and maybe get yeah. a little. It probably helps the way the baskets, depending on the different brands. But that is probably the biggest part. And how the basket sits in and how the air is allowed to circulate, which is how well they work. Yeah. And I think the convection ovens weren't like, I think they, they just had a heating element like a normal oven and then added a fan to just stir air around. We're just blowing the air. That's it. Yeah. It just blows the air. But these things are a little more targeted to where the air is blowing through the heating element. So it's coming out hot. And a lot of people don't realize all the kind of stuff you can make in there. I know the brand that we've got. French fries. Well, they make different things. Even if you want to do like you want to make uh, little mini quiches or muffin. I mean, you can put those in there as well. They have little inserts, you know, that you can Mm -hmm. put in there. And the biggest thing is I just made burgers, which is great being able to make burgers that taste like burgers. But you make them indoors. They're right. They're very close to grill. That's what my parents mm-hmm. said. That was the biggest surprise they had because we got them an air fryer. It was even yep. you can throw in the polis sausage and it's like making it on the grill. It's like, yes, that's the magic. Yep. And burgers the same way. You can throw the burgers in. And if you're not dealing with the the highest end steaks, we've made some damn fine steaks in the air fryer as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want to you know, step it up a little bit. You can sear them quickly first just to get the outside extra seared. But Mm -hmm. even without that, the end result is better than half the time I would have put it on a grill. So you just have to know the timing. And with the steaks, I found the best thing you could do is to remove the steak from the refrigerator for at least an hour, if not more before let it get up to room temperature. And then it's even better making it in the air fryer but i need to figure out the uh the nevtuliev method of infusing the uh the meats first i've got to get oh, yeah. one of those marinate the little uh little devices yeah we've yeah. got the vacuum sealer i just need to get okay. some of the containers that will allow mm-hmm. us to to throw a stick oh yeah, in yeah. With that's a marinade. great way to do it absolutely because the the little grocery well not the little groceries meyer the grocery store we order from yeah weekly they because we were buying shish kebab which i know is another thing you wanted to put in the air fryer which it works oh, great yeah. yeah in there they've started doing rather than just steak it's like bourbon infused mm-hmm. marinated steak and nice. like, oh, i want to do this at home because it's way better yeah 
Well, and, and marinating in general just makes the meat taste so much better. Um, I don't know how anyone could possibly eat meat or lamb, I should say, if it's not marinated. It's like lamb doesn't taste good unless you marinate it. I didn't think lamb existed outside of a Euro spit. <laughs> That's pretty much. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had one of those, which I don't. Yeah. You know, a Euro, I just had one the other day. Oh, extra tzatziki yeah. sauce. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that tzatziki sauce. It's Absolutely. great. But, you know, after like a week, uh, I, I, that was the, I guess, the one plus of uh, feeling a little under the weather is that I was mm-hmm. eating next to nothing. It was like I would make a like half a yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was like, that's enough. And you're like, I'm full. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's what I remember from COVID. That was one of the distinct uh, changes for me wasn't wasn't so much a lack of appetite as it was a feeling of getting full very fast yes which is why i'm wondering i mean i didn't take any tests Mm -hmm. and i had the i don't want to say full-blown covid but it was a few months Mm -hmm. ago that i had the covid where the test came back positive and i had you know the the fever and that that kind of stuff this kind of felt like maybe just a a slight version and the only thing i pretty much got was the uh, the stomach issues with it. They never had a cough or anything. Mm-hmm. I did have a little bit of heart skipping beats, which happens mm. when I get viruses every now and then, which is very not, disconcerting feeling. Now, is that something you just kind of feel, or is that you know, like you're using instruments to detect that? You can well, I can feel it, but if I put on like a little uh, monitor, like little O2 monitor, you know, that shows your pulse, yeah, yeah. you'll actually see it skip a. Mm. Uh, skip a beat and i see I, at first i was thought what i was getting was afib but i don't think it's yeah. actually afib i think it is just a a skip beat hmm. and you read up on it and people are like oh yeah i've got it it's you know it's no big deal it's not the you know it's not a sign of any huge heart problem it's like the mm-hmm. heart is being uh irritated which it can be with a virus and i've remembered having this before just not even realizing what it was because the main thing you feel is like uh, you want to cough you get this little feeling in your chest like you want to cough and then I, mm-hmm. at one point i finally realized oh wait this is uh this is what's causing that it's not a cough it's uh, yeah. that it's a weird kind of fluttering feeling well it's interesting you say that uh because i don't know if you know this but whenever you do cough like genuinely uh, no, it's sorry. Uh, whenever you sneeze, it's, this wasn't coughing. This was sneeze. Whenever you sneeze, it always happens between heartbeats. I can believe that. Yeah. It's got an electrical signal thing going on and you don't want to cross those two. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I know yeah, that I, I think it, know, well, it's, it's also, I think the pressure build up in your uh, chest with, um, is very intense when you're sneezing compared to breathing. True. And you don't want to compete with the blood pressure. And the interesting thing is I found that this sensation and this happening almost always is along with a stomach issue for me. Hmm. And I've read up on it and there is, I think it's the vasal nerve that the, the stomach and the heart share. And there's a lot of research that there is a weird connection between hmm. the heart firing and stomach issues. Interesting. Uh-huh. Like that just tells you eat better food, man. <laughs> Don't, uh, yeah, we're all going to die anyway, I suppose. Yeah. So who gives a shit? 
And it's like, it's one of those things like, okay, I felt it before. And when you're, when you're not really sure what it is, well, then the panic sets in. It's a lot better if you're just can understand like, okay, this isn't a big deal. Although you then read all of the stuff about the, uh, you know, the heart issues going on with COVID and the vaccines mm-hmm. and all of that. So it's like, you have to understand there's a connection and there's still people arguing like on uh, no agenda social about that. And it's like, you know, just wait for all really? of the, uh, for, yeah, for the data to come out hmm. because it's like I well, everybody figured out by this point in time. Well, I think there's a lot of people that believe that the myocarditis and other heart issues are only with the vaccines and the vaccines are causing them. There's no question, but this virus that's going around, whatever you want to call it, because some people don't believe COVID exists. That's also causing it. Mm, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's the data is there that seems to prove that, which again, I don't know who you trust and who you don't. There's data that shows that people that never had a vaccine have the same percentage of myocarditis as people who have. That's bullshit. That's what I've seen. Yeah, that's not correct. That's what the doctors say. Not the right doctors. <laughs> you got to find, find better doctors. You got to find new doctors. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's yes. the, you know, it's like, this is it. It's like, but it would make sense to me. The, it's like, the best well, one I've heard recently is people saying that it's not the vaccine. It's that the people that never got vaccinated reinfecting the people that did get vaccinated that is causing the people that got vaccinated to have stronger problems with their hearts. I mean, it's just like yeah, completely twisted, bullshitted up yes. explanation uh, for something that is pretty fucking obvious is that well, yeah, but people aren't we logical. don't know what the hell got shot up into millions of people. No, and there were different. We don't know what the end results are, what the long term results are, and the companies that made this crap have full immunity. Well, yeah, absolutely. But there were different things, and it's that we're finally starting to see now, maybe over the last couple of months, when people are doing stories covering the vaccines, that they are separating out the mRNA as opposed to the non mrna vaccination it's like i get it the johnson and johnson one that i took Mm -hmm. this was not mrna they had blood clotting issues with those but it was from what i can tell the side effects on the j and j stuff were going to happen within 10 to 14 days and if they didn't Mm -hmm. that was it and then you were kind of clear where the mrna stuff i'm not so sure that that's not uh yeah continuing to cause an issue but it makes a certain amount of sense to me it's like well the mrna was sending in a part of this bug or whatever you want to call it it was sending that into your immune system for it to figure out how to fight it well if the thing that they sent in was the thing in the actual virus itself that was causing heart issues well then it would make sense why the vaccine would also cause the said problem well it would but it wasn't they don't really know well, we do know that much. I mean, the, the, what the mRNA was encoding was the spike protein. Right. Which they all of a sudden went, what was interesting to me because that went from, well, you know, it's the, the spike protein. That is, that is exactly what's in the common cold. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, wait, the spike protein is the deadly part. It's like, well, wait, 
it can't be the same as in the cold if it's now the deadly part because the cold yeah. wasn't. So, I mean, again, science. Let's believe the science, except uh, we are not at the level to understand this quite yet. Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to not believe people that are in the business of making money with products. No, not to make money with the drugs. I mean, that again, television echoing reality. I thought it was a great subline from uh, the Big Bang Theory, which is a show most people either love or hate. Mm-hmm. But oh, that's pretty good. The Bernice character that worked for the medical, you know, for the drug company, and it was all just they're making up, you know, the, the mm-hmm. maladies to sell the drugs. It's like, I believe that's very true. No, oh, totally. That's where they're making their money. There's so no question. Do you question think she about had it. a super annoying voice or a hot voice? Annoying. That kind of thought was hot. <laughs> well, you're a little weird. I don't know. You think? Yeah. Huh. I mean, being it was the exact same voice as the, the woman that played Howard's mother. It was not the same voice at all. It was very close. Yeah. Was no, that- it was that their yell was the same, <laughs> but her speaking voice was different. That's true. A little too high, a little too nasally. Yeah, I kind of like that. See, that's what. See if that's what Jean's into. If that's the kind it's, of voice well, you have, it's anime chick voice is what it is. <laughs> well, see, that's true. The, all the anime chicks speak like that. And you're like, we can get this in reality. Is it a? And it's. I always wonder. It's like, was that a put on? Was that her actual voice? Because there are people that you know for the characters. It's not. What a well, voice. you haven't seen interviews with her. It's no. not her actual voice. She said it was a, a, a voice that her aunt had. Her uh, see, aunt. So you're just like, you would be like, hey, do the voice. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, it, 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 she was an interesting character. Um, and they, they kind of developed her probably the most of anybody because she started off as a waitress and then became right. like a PhD person. Which is like, it's, this is what television is. It's not reality. I mean... Uh, yeah, she could have been a waitress. She could have been a hooker. A lot of people get PhDs by doing other jobs. That's true. That's true. Um, but they didn't really present her in the introduction episode as like, oh, yeah, this is my friend Bernadette who's working on her PhD while working here. They just kind of presented her as a waitress. Yeah, because then they thought about it after and like, hey, we can uh-huh. do this. Well, I'm sure somebody thought, hey, wouldn't it be funny if he starts dating a waitress being such a genius? <laughs> and that way we can make her smarter than him. Yeah, that was a Yeah, which is kind of a trope in Hollywood these days is that uh-huh. uh, men are stupid. I mean, they're not entirely wrong, but uh, they're, no, they're, they're but kind of there is it. a balance there. Yeah. Which the balance would be nice. This is why I only watch old television shows, more or less. Because I'm tired mm-hmm. of all of the new ultra woke crap and like, no, just tell me a good story. Yeah. You know, it's okay. It's okay not to have to check all the boxes like, wait, we don't have uh, four LGBTQ characters in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, no, just tell the story. And then- so I've just started uh, whenever I have to refer to that in a tweet. Yes. There's a, there's a safer way. I, I no, I just I do that and then I do the plus and then I go down the row of all the symbols over the numbers. <laughs> so it's plus hash sign, dollar sign, percent sign, ampersand. Cause you know It seems more inclusive. I want to be fully inclusive to all the the less used minority characters on the keyboard. Well, this is true. Every that's equity. 
because those don't get to be used nearly as much as the normal letters. So but they I want to be, be used in all of your passwords, kids. They well, that's the only time they get to go have fun. Right. Throw them in the password. Mm-hmm. Make yourself. Uh, but I think they should be used all the time. Well, it's only nice to include them all. Yeah, and not just for hacker speak. No, no, that's you don't you don't want that. Hacker. No lead speak. Yeah, lead speak exactly. Oh, CSB's posting World Cup Dutch violently wounded person of color. Wait, are the Dutch racist too now? Oh, didn't you know that? No. Yeah, they're white. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a problem. My wife's family, they're Dutch, honey. You're, they're, they're horrible people. The Dutch are horrible people. Is that yeah. what you're saying? She's just, yeah, she's <laughs> like, yeah, they, they are. So, uh, they're super nice people. Every time I've been to the Netherlands, uh, they just, is reiterated at just how nice Dutch people are. No, I would agree. Mostly. Yeah. They're too tall though. That's the one problem they have. <laughs> well, you're just, maybe you're just too short. No, I'm, I'm standard average size. Is everybody they are in the, definitely too the tall. Netherlands are all curry sized, you know, the same. Well, they kind of are, nice. even though he's not from there, but they kind of are. It's like, there you go. He fit in. I wonder if he became taller as a result of living there. Ah, you see, it is. It's that whole thing. To like, blend in, blend in with everybody else. Is it the, you know, genes or is it, is it your environment or your genes? That's, uh, that's the question. Yeah, exactly. I Although am, I think it was probably a little bit of both. In his part. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, uh, I've, I've can't think of a bad interaction i've had in the netherlands well everybody's a little more laid back i guess now they're angry maybe after two or three years of covid are they still doing mm-hmm. all the lockdown stuff i mean i know talking just briefly well, they're they're, with- they're trying to uh remove food from them by not allowing farmers to farm yes i mean just the brief times that i've talked to our buddy mark from the netherlands voice mm-hmm. zero it's like yeah things sound a little mark van Dyke. yeah a little crazy over there yeah I mean, not that they're saying here. Yeah. I mean, we ought to talk, right? Uh-huh. The U.S. right now is completely fucked up. Uh-huh. Yeah. From from the highest level to the lowest, there's no question. Yeah. That's, that's why we're buying ammo, man. Just That's what I should put on my Christmas list. Lots of nine ammo. millimeter ammo. Well, that that could probably be a much better investment than the U.S. dollar. Probably better than Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, definitely better than Bitcoin. <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching. I mean, again, I've talked about this at extent. Like I've all in my whole life, I put like a grand into cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's all been stuff that came in as donations that I just never took out. Figuring now it's like playing. Mm-hmm. It's like playing the slot machine. And yeah. it's like it still hurts because there's a lot of money that's gone down. I know you put a little bit in every week. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's gambling. I mean, anybody it's, it could go up. It could go way up. And I'm like, it could, because my dad um, was asking about this and I'm like, you know, trying to explain the whole arc of this. And I'm like, well, yeah. when it hit 30, when it bottomed out that last time at like 3,700 or 38, whatever it was, I was, you know, should I buy one? Cause mm-hmm. I had, at the time, you know, I had enough money. Like I could put 4,000 into this. Should I buy a Bitcoin? Sure. And of course, even though it's crashed again, it's still at 16,000, which meant you'd still be four times your money. Yeah, but, but it's also a quarter of what it was less than a year ago. Correct. Which is, which you issue. think about that. It's like, if you had a stock 
that you bought at sixty thousand. That you bought it, yeah, at, at sixty four dollars. It's now trading at sixteen dollars. Yeah, you'd not be happy. You're like, um, you know, I remember that three coms. I lost well over a hundred thousand dollars on three com. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which is why bad, all bad of these, memories. All of these shit coins, as uh, CSB calls them. Or yeah, Adam. I don't know who you're talking about, but that. yeah, there's uh, there's other people on No Agenda Social to talk about but. Bitcoin and crypto about these shit coin. It's like only Bitcoin, uh, only Bitcoin. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think that's kind of obvious. I I think that the people that make money on other coins are, are the people that create the coins. That's about it. Oh yeah. Well, or, you know, there is usually a point where those go from being nearly worthless to worth a few pennies and at that point you're still making a ton of money on a percentage level mm-hmm. and that's what that was kind of what i had figured out. i don't know if there's a good place to that's, see that's where, literally the same thing as just looking at otc penny stocks yes well you don't know exactly one it. of them might go from being worth 10 cents a share to 40 cents a share right well i think the winning formula and I don't know any place because if, if somebody were to be like, hey, there's a brand new cryptocurrency that's hitting tomorrow. Well, mm-hmm. I'd probably throw 50 bucks at it. And it's like I, I would do that with every one. You know, I'm seeing all these things now because Sheeb keeps getting more and more talk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, will this ever go to a dollar? Will this ever go to two? Well, here, let me let me just fast forward. No, it never will. <laughs> because <laughs> I bought $50 worth of this back you know, uh, six months ago, whatever it was, uh-huh. but I own like five point something million sheep yeah. coins. So will yeah, it yeah. go to a dollar? No. Will it go to $2? No. If I'm wrong, will I be happy? Yeah. Sure. But it's not turning $50 into 5 million. Probably not going to happen. Well, unless your last name is Clinton. Well, that's well, if you now, if you have the Hillary assassination group and you can make the right things <laughs> happen, but or Pelosi, I, you know, I believe, well, yeah, and I believe that one of these coins will do that. I mean, there is, I do believe that if you, if you know w- what to buy or even take a runner, 50 bucks is probably a great amount when a lot of these coins first hit, when you could buy literally millions for a dollar, then sure. You might make a lot of money, but uh, the whole, you're going to make money. Yeah. Don't, don't waste your money. People, this is just not worth it. You might as well start buying lottery tickets. Well, Exactly. Well, this is exactly what it is. It is a lottery ticket. It's not an investment. So you cannot look at it that way because mm-hmm. you're going in with very little knowledge of what's going to uh, mm-hmm. what's going to pop. And now it's interesting with the stock market, which is gambling to a slightly different degree. Like, oh, the Bob Iger is coming back to Disney up 10% in one day. Now, if you know what mm-hmm. you're doing. If you know how to time this kind of stuff, you can make a lot of money, but it can go down as easy, easily as it can go up. And just when you're dealing with stocks, you're under, I think, a slightly false uh, notion that they can control it. We don't give stock advice, but I would say I would do a put on Disney because Iger coming back isn't going to change Disney's downhill descent. No. I mean, if it does, it's not going to be for a while. It's going to take, it's like the Twitter thing. It's going to take some major restructuring, which major restructuring is never good for the stock price. The whole, hey, you know what? We're going to have to fire half the staff. Never good. 
Oh, that's actually pretty good because it reduces your operating expenses <laughs> by a lot. That's true. You bring in more money in and you wonder like how many people do you really need to run Twitter? It's a very yeah, simple well, thing. This concept. The, we are now at a point where Twitter is operating on 80% less staff than it was two months ago. And you know what? It's still working. And it's working better. It's, it's amazing. I love the Elon coming out every day. Like, Hey, we hit a brand new high in usage today. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, that's uh, I mean, that says it all. I mean, I don't think I, there's, uh, I think there's Elon's no going to be uh very much. Um, he's going to be courted by all the same advertisers that are pulling out right now. Uh, because he will have Twitter have be profitable. Eyeballs, yeah. And the only companies that will advertise on Twitter are companies he owns. Ooh, that's an interesting concept. And nobody else will be allowed to advertise on Twitter. And they'll be like, Elon's now got Yeah, and they're like, well, we'll pay you a million dollars for 10 impressions. <laughs> and he's like, nope. Don't want to do that. No, because I think if things are moving in that direction. And Elon has a good memory. He's not going to forget how people reacted. And, you know, again, Elon's voted Democrat every single election do you think his end game is to turn twitter into the way people are going to pay each other yeah absolutely he said that on the number of occasions uh when interviewed and, and it makes i sense, think almost what on he twitter. bought with twitter what he wants out of twitter i think is a bunch of actual humans no bots and he doesn't care about all the blue check marks like he's not trying to keep it this sort of uh you know a bunch of media people talking to themselves platform he wants twitter to grow he wants more people on twitter and he he will roll out real id identification for twitter because it solves two problems one is it it gives him a no bots policy which means a bot doesn't have a driver's license true or a proof of incorporation so it's not a company not a person then you're going to need one of those two either an, a state id or a uh, uh incorporation in the state to be on twitter and the other thing it does well, is at least it, to have the blue check mark but i think it's he's well gonna- no, no just listen to where i'm going with this be, because the goal for twitter isn't what twitter was right it is what uh what's that app in china called uh Weibo or something you know, or Weibo like or it's, you know, the concept of the one app for everything. Yeah, and so the the point is, it'll be a no brainer because if you're like, well, no one's going to give their driver's license just to be on Twitter. No, you're right, but you already do that when you open up a bank account, and that's exactly what you're going to do. And this is where I, I'm sure you've already seen articles coming out saying Elon Musk is on a collision course with Apple. Yeah, because what Musk is talking about and what what the underlying currents to this is um, because the, the context for the news media is like, well, because he wants to bring Alex Jones back and Apple will kick off Twitter <laughs> off their platform. If he does that, what they don't understand is what Elon Musk wants to do is challenge Apple pay. Right. He wants people to use Twitter pay, Elon which pay. he owns. Yeah. Yeah. And he owns X.com. So I'm sure we'll see X.com introduced at some point in Twitter. I had an X.com account from way back in the day when he owned that company. Well, you jumped back on Twitter, didn't you? I did. I'm on Twitter now again. Yeah. And I think that is what a lot of people are misunderstanding as well. Just how many people jumped off 
and yeah. stopped using it and either yeah. went to something, either they stopped using it altogether or they mm-hmm. jumped over to Gab, which sucks. Or they jumped over to Parlor, yeah. which sucks. Or they jumped over to Truth Social, which sucks. Yeah, nobody jumped over to Truth Social. That, that's <laughs> all that Trump is, himself. is Trump talking to himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a few paid people on there with them, but mm-hmm. beyond that, yeah, the eyeballs workers. aren't there. It's, no. it's too fragmented. And this is again the case yeah. where you can't beat where the people already are it's impossible yeah. all these people think they could do the jerry Maguire move with who's with me nobody yeah. nobody's nobody. going exactly with you. exactly so i think trump will get back on twitter i think that it's going to be too tempting to he's going to look at his numbers and he's like true social he's got like two million followers well and you can do both you can hit on your twitter he's both. got a hundred million followers you can do both and you can create your own little app. He's got but enough one money. of them is irrelevant. Uh-huh. And it happens to be the one that he bought into. Right. But he can keep doing it there. He can try to limp yeah. that along and he can have his backup. That was which a is- stupid thing from the get go. Cause what he should have done is just, uh, it, right away when he got kicked off Twitter, is just get on the Mastodon and then he's on everything. Right. Everybody uh, would have blocked him though. Cause Mastodon would have been scared. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's some of these free um, speech people. Yeah. Free speech. Careful. Caution. Free speech is on the head. Yes. You might hear something that you don't so like. I, I think what Twitter blue will ultimately be is just simply X.com. Twitter blue will be people that have a associated bank account through Twitter. Whether it's called X or whether it's called Twitter green or maybe it's just going to stay Twitter blue, whatever it is. Basically, if you have a bank account, guess what? You're verified. Yeah. And if they do things like you can post full podcast episodes. To oh, yeah. Yeah. And they said in. they're going to do that. I'm in, too. And uh, you'll be able to do things like uh, the equivalent of what No Agenda has been there. No Agenda. What, what Adam has been doing with Podcasting 2.0, where you'll be able to have a, uh, an ability to send money or somebody if we're just tweeting like you oh man this is a great tweet this guy is saying truth to power i'm gonna just click one button right and send him a dollar they're building that in which it's already there i mean you can do that mm-hmm. with the lightning network now with albie because if you have an albie account and you open up my twitter page yeah. you can do that it, it just shows up like yeah but nobody does that my point is it'll be built in yes which and is that's what you better. want is you want stuff that's baked into the system you know, support Not this person. Do you like this app. content? Right. Do it that way. It is kind of combining the ability that YouTube has for videos. Mm. Yeah. yeah. To be able to do this with various content, including audio podcasts, which nobody's been yeah. able to figure out how to do. Which, you know, YouTube, like I occasionally will do super chats, you know, messages. Well, obviously, if I have the ability to send money through YouTube to somebody, YouTube knows that I'm an actual human being. Right. So Twitter now, will know the same. And, I, and, and also they probably know that because I pay them every month. Yeah, they, they really <laughs> don't care as long as the money's good. Yeah. But uh, with Twitter, this is a great way to get rid of the bot. Like, I mean, it's true on YouTube too. Imagine if you just said as an advertiser, like I'm only going to pay for the views that come from people that are paid YouTube subscribers. Right, because I mean, even with you can't track. Because we IP know address. those are not bots. No, right. Because with all of the different uh, VPNs that are out there, yeah. it's like I can yeah. 
I mean, I think at this point, like something like NordVPN is up to a thousand servers, which means I can watch a video a thousand times under a thousand IP addresses fairly easily and automatically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also which something people There was people a great article, a uh, video I posted on Nogen Social about just how evil VPNs are and why nobody should be using them. Or everybody should because be using them. They're literally the worst at collecting your data and selling it. Well, of course, they're worse they're than Google, data, they're worse sure. than everybody else. Now, it depends they're, on they're uh, paying attention to everything you're doing. They're tracking every website you go to and they're selling all that shit. And here's the best them. part. They're not based in the U.S. NordVPN is the worst of the bunch. No, they're not disagree. based in the VPN. Well, you don't know. And they're doing this on a consistent basis. Sorry, dude. You, I, I'm talking about security professionals that did the analysis. So your opinion is kind of not relevant here. <laughs> I pay for it. Therefore, I know. No, you don't know shit. Well, it's you way better than do the, the data the analysis. One. No, they've done uh, the third party. Uh, uh-huh. Well, watch the video. Watch the video. Watch see the video. If you still want to use them. If it's on YouTube, it has to be true. Well, it's true because it's done by professional security people. Yeah, but there were professional doctors that said stuff you didn't like, and they weren't real. No, I don't How trust doctors. Security professionals. I would trust security professionals <laughs> a lot more than doctors, my friend. Are they based in Poland by any chance? Uh, the, the doctors or the security, the security professionals? professionals or the, no, wait, they're probably in Ukraine. No, they're definitely not in Ukraine. Cause that's where most VPN companies are based out of. Really? What's based out of Ukraine? Oh, there's a ton of them out there. Uh, I mean, it's probably true because it's corruption yeah. from top to bottom, but, uh, well, it, no, it's a, it was actually technically a good idea because Ukraine got a whole bunch of money for uh, improving its infrastructure. And a lot of tech companies were able to get great deals out there. They get a lot of Biden and Clinton money and like, we can put servers here. Who's going to notice uh, us here? Yeah. I mean, they're, I don't know, man. Uh, I think uh, there was a, quite a few gaming companies that, that were based out of Ukraine. I, I don't know how many of them have moved or not. Um, but, uh, but I believe there are some decent VPN companies out there. I know they're not all. Yeah. There's a lot that are, I mean, never use a free one. Cause that is all about collecting your data, Uh huh. but people follow this very closely. And from what I understand, there are, you know, some that are, there are third party audits that are done that they don't collect any, they don't keep any data. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, but know. they don't have to keep it. They just saw it. Wait, if you don't keep it, how do you sell it? You can't sell something you don't keep. Oh, no, no, no. Not keeping just simply means that you destroy the logs afterwards. You just track not keeping means, but doesn't mean you can't sell the real time data. And which I can see. But now if it's anonymized, that does it really matter. Um, So where do you think NordVPN's uh, offices are? Panama. Panama and, and Lithuania. Ooh. Mm hmm. I did not know they were in Lithuania. Were they uh-huh. are Lithuanians uh-huh. bad? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sir Chief yeah. says Lithuanian. Absolutely. Bad. Never trust yes. the Lithuanian. That's very good advice. But you can have, they make good food. Not really. Lithuanian food is not good. <laughs> Polish food's way better than Lithuanian food. That's probably true. That is probably uh, true. Even though they're kind of related. Now, I know it, it is a Black Friday. Normally there is a, a podcasting 2.0 coming up here on the stream. Oh, is Adam taking time off? I don't know if there is or not. People are asking in the uh, 
in the podcast. Oh, because they're sick of listening chat. to us yammer. Probably. Yeah. They're like, these guys are still on the stream. <laughs> what Adam, the hell? Adam and Dave are normally here soon. Uh-huh. I don't want to step on that if they're if they're no, looking they don't, for the street. They don't start for another hour and a half. No, that you're show, wrong. That's uh, always on. By the time I normally am done with mm-hmm. lunch and come back down here to do the editing of this show, which is normally at about uh, 10 to 1. They yeah, are, are already on and into the show. So they you, normally you clearly start, take two hours for lunch. I wish. Um, but normally they're starting somewhere between 12 and 1230, I believe. Mm-hmm. But people are probably mad. They're like, this isn't. Dead. I've heard it's more like one thirty normally. No, it's well, not my time. I don't know what your time. What if do you guys have special gene savings time or something like that going on <laughs> there? possible yeah, savings time do you not like are you like one of those old folks that don't, doesn't change the clocks when it happens and you're just oblivious to what time it really is it's possible it is possible uh well i i just don't think that it's anywhere near as early of a start period as i think hey so what time did they start no agenda because i i haven't been listening live lately i just listened to the yesterday they started version. an hour earlier than normal just to get dinner because it was i guess because it was thanksgiving yeah so they'll go mm-hmm. back to the normal time as far as i know now back on sunday 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 mm-hmm. but we did the rock and roll pre-show like i said mixed with the two-hour folk hour and we had a gay old time on the stream for and there's a two-hour folk hour normally on right before you on sundays that is the show that's on Sundays. Two, oh, two but hours. not Thursdays. Correct. But since this was a holiday, everybody was getting into the spirit and really nobody was listening. I mean, the, the way less than a, a normal day. And it was probably because one holiday and two, because it was an hour earlier. There's still people for no agenda that are coming mm-hmm. in going, why isn't the show on? It's like, well, they changed that like a year ago now. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not quite, but it's been months. It just depends. People pop in, they pop out. And they're not used to change. People don't like change. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I occasionally turn it on live, but the problem I have is that it, it's not running at a 25% faster speed months live. And you like that to speed up. Everything's stretched out. Everything. Yeah. It seems like you're in a time warp. I don't see either Dave or Adam in uh, the troll room. So I'm guessing maybe there is no. Yeah, I just pinged Adam and asked him and I don't see a response back. So he probably is doing something else because I suspect if he was sitting in front of a computer, he would have seen the message come up and responded right away. Yeah, it's a holiday weekend, though. It's nice because it's like I didn't have a hard out here. The wife's just been sitting here annoying me the whole show (laughs) doing Christmas uh, buying on the next uh, thing over. I'm getting uh-huh. pop-ups on the screen. Like you just spent like hundreds of dollars at the bed bath. Wow. And body works. I'm like, I didn't know I spent that. Huh? But it's great. Cause when you have somebody that can do the shopping instead of you having to do the shopping, it's great. Yeah. I need to, I'm actually going to drive down to Walgreens here as soon as we're done. But we do have, because now, they've been pestering me for, uh, you need to go pick up your prescription drugs. I'm like, ah, yeah, I they had- do. That my mom gets it all the time too. It's like, uh, just leave me alone. I'll pick them up when I want. I've moved most of them to Amazon now, so they just ship them to me. Nice, but but the insulin is like you got to keep it cold, right? You got to be fresh, it's refrigerated. And I'm, I mean, Amazon does sell it, so I'm sure they can ship it in a you know a styrofoam container with ice or something. 
but yeah, it's probably. But I suspect that would be a pain in the ass. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll just keep that one at the local Walgreens and pick it up the normal way. But fresh information coming in, you ask and you get answers with a boostergram. Comic strip blogger says today, no podcasting 2.0. See toot from Dave, and there's a, a link. So no, there you go. Thank so, you, comic strip. Anonymous blog. person on the internet just told us there's he no. Says, he always wants to. He wants to censor no. me. He wants to. Yes. That's that's lack there's, of free speech. This that's, is yeah. there's no free speech. This is a, a <laughs> private show paid for by the hosts themselves. This is not free speech. This is absolutely. It is. What is it? This is unrelenting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unrelenting. an unrelenting show. Unrelentingly. And uh, exactly. Sir Netnet also came in with ten thousand sets. Says Happy Black Friday Day. Fry, oh, I like that Friday. That's great. I've never, believe it or not, in all the years I've been around, I've never heard anybody refer to it as that. No, but I mean, it's great if your turkey's a little Cajun black fried. I mean, that's Friday. Uh, so on the way back, I think from the Walgreens, I might stop by at the old grocery store that I haven't been inside of for months because I order it online. Which and is actually just way peruse around and see what kind of post Thanksgiving deals they have on maybe day old sweet potato pie something like that <laughs> okay well you're just talking about insulin and i'm picking up insulin and sweet potato pie, sweet potato mm-hmm. pie. <laughs> sounds perfect sounds perfect to me it's just let me just do a little ins- uh, a little extra boost of insulin now i can have my sweet potato pie i'm just hearing cause effect cause oh, completely effect. no absolutely absolutely i should not be consuming any of that shit but it does taste good and therefore i will but I am curious to see what turkeys and all that will be because up leading up to it, it was like price gouging in some place. Some were normal from mm-hmm. what I saw, but there were some uh, groceries that were like turkeys are really expensive. Now you're going to mm. find out if they're sitting on a few turkeys like <laughs> yeah. yeah, day old turkey. Uh huh. Come get that price. Things. Yeah. Pennies on the pound. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. We're already talking for uh for Christmas going to do again, the big beef tenderloin. It'll be interesting to see what okay. the prices is this year. Well, beef prices seem to be up for sure. I don't know about Turkey, but beef definitely is up. Well, I think I could probably, you know, it wouldn't, it would be shipped frozen. I'm sure, but I can order from Adam's buddy down there in uh, Texas. And oh, with right. lightning. Yeah. Yeah. You probably do that. Could um, be an interesting uh, test. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. See what the local, be the local place here is usually pretty good. I mean, you are in Illinois, which does have good availability of beef. Yeah, we got the beef. We got the steak. So I don't know that you need to well, we'll, think about We'll do Texas. the research for the Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the best beef is in Texas. I know it's kind of a heresy to say this. Wow, in Texas, you, that, you would know, right? to say that? But I really like Kansas beef. Like if the origination of the beef is from Kansas. Yes. I, to me, that is going to be the best beef. We've had some really good stuff through a local butcher here that. Right. But where's the beef from though? It, it like specifically ordered the Chicago area, which they say that means that they were raised within 200 miles of Chicago, which can't. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. What I like about the the beef up in Kansas there is it's far enough south that they have a long grazing season, but it's also far enough north that uh, you have a a need for a higher metabolism, and I think that <clears throat> that creates a really good muscle. 
It's a tastier treat. Tastier, yes, tastier beef. Because again, Unrelenting is just a culinary show. As a political show, exactly. 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 But I think, and, you know, I tend to predominantly eat the same cut of beef, uh, which is the tenderloin. Um, Occasionally doing other cuts, but like I've made a stew recently. And you know what goes really well into stew? Almost anything. Uh, Well, no, no, no. But like really well, not just okay. Uh, But the first time I've tried this, um, but uh, prime rib makes really good stew. Oh, I would hope so. It should make every good everything. Well, but it, but it noticeably good stew because that that meat just falls apart, just right with just your tongue. Like you don't even need teeth, <laughs> which is good. It's, I mean, it's really good. Where where normal meat cuts made for stew, which are kind of crap cuts that you sell at the supermarket sells. Right. Well, that's usually what they're selling them for is like, hey, we yeah. we have a use for this really cheap, fatty. Right. Not which is good. not going to taste good in anything else, but it'll be fine for stew. But yeah, or if you make stew. Yeah. But if you make stew, you make hamburger out of that. But if you make stew with prime rib with the you cut the cubes up, uh, put it in there. It just is very, very good. Um. But eating uh, predominantly tenderloin or filet mignon, uh, the, what I do when I've cooked it and I've done like, we weren't doing the podcast yet, but the, a few years back I did a, uh, but you know about it. I did it like uh, over two months of eating nothing but uh, tenderloin. Right. And so I had to cook it different ways and come up with different ways to, you know, but you could definitely survive as a human on nothing but tenderloin. That's totally doable. Um, but generally when I eat it, the only thing I do to it is I, I sprinkle just a tiny bit of salt because I actually want the flavor of the meat to be the predominant flavor of the dish. Right. Well, the salt not, actually helps with the crusting on the outside, mm-hmm. all the pulling out the little bit of that uh, moisture in it. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so if you slather a bunch of sauce on the meat, you're tasting mostly the sauce with the texture of the meat. But if you do very little in terms of adding flavors to the meat, you're actually tasting the, the meat flavor added to the fact that my preferred, uh, cooking end result method is, um, blued. So it's got a, a nice sear on the outside and it's still cold to the touch on the inside. Uh, so you'd never want to have the beef be any warmer than about 80 degrees inside. No, I, and, and you can really test, taste the flavor of the meat. And so well, and I think the texture. because what well, texture, but you could still get the texture when you're, even if it's warmer, right. But the flavor, the more you cook it, the more the flavor changes because you're adding the cooked flavor to the meat. And I kind of like the raw flavor of the meat. But because of the raw flavor being there in in my preferred style of cooking it, I think I notice more how that flavor is different between steaks coming from different locations. That would make sense. And that's where I I do think meat that was raised in Kansas tastes better to me. Now from the uh, grocery store right down the street here where we normally get 
the tenderloin from currently right now mm-hmm. you can get uh say four dollars and fifty cents uh great uh and what is the price it is your store is super cheap compared to what i pay yes because right now it is a uh, 12.99 a pound for for burkat's famous beef tenderloin whole yeah, now they that's, also have that's literally impossible but okay they also have the USDA choice whole beef tenderloin that is 19.99 a pound oh so this isn't even choice cuz choice isn't all that great this is the choices 19.99 now they're a little home <laughs> brand i don't know what it is but it's always been really good at the uh, at the price that they've got okay so i'm looking at tenderloin right here uh locally here and it's uh, a cheap 41 dollars a pound <laughs> damn yeah so everybody listening uh, let us um, know on no agenda social what your current pound price is sorry for sorry sorry that, that's that is the yeah i guess that's the black friday price normal price Whoa. is 42.99 a pound you buy it on black friday and the typical uh typical cut of tenderloin which is about four pounds is uh 182 dollars that's crazy that's normal pricing dude that's what it ought to be no it's crazy good tenderloin is always going to be over 40 bucks let's see and this i'm looking at the other place we got a bunch of pork tenderloin pork tenderloin i can get for 12 bucks well, you got a lot of hogs down there. A pound. In, yeah. in, in Tejas. We have too many hogs. <laughs> That's like we, for sure. We need, to, we need to eradicate those. Yeah. It's interesting that the New Zealand grass-fed Wagyu tenderloin is actually cheaper than the, the USDA Prime Angus tenderloin, which is the one I get. That's a little bizarre. Well, I guess it's cheaper to raise cattle in New Zealand. There is the beef tenderloin roast. That's what we're talking about. You can also get mm-hmm. the beef tenderloin tips. Yeah. But the uh, beef tenderloin roast, let's see here. This is the mm-hmm. quality meat place. It is uh, eighty four ninety five for five pounds, which is, this is USDA mm-hmm. prime prime really yes yeah prime that's the one i was quoting you the usda prime is uh 42.99 a pound oh let's see here here we go the usda prime i can choose different ones here that is 145 for five pound mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of beef cattle is that that would be let's see that's 28.60 a pound uh, it says USDA prime produced from young, well-fed beef cattle with abundant marbling. Yes, but which which uh, species of beef? Uh, I don't know if it says. Ang- Angus, Holstein. I mean, what are they using? Now, you can have here. Let's see. Let's see. With the, the, they've got the Chicago is a premium black Angus, which is like okay. I said, they're born and raised close to mm-hmm. home on grass pastures within 250 miles. Of Chicago. Of Chicago. That is uh, unavailable. You bastards. There you go. Now, now that's more <laughs> like it. That's what I would expect. Otherwise, the Chicago, there's the Chicago 250 and the Chicago, although maybe that is uh-huh. just under the other one. It looks like maybe that's 155 
95 okay. for five pounds. So that's getting closer to 30 bucks a pound. Huh. Yeah. Make me want to try the better meat, man. I'm wait. If you want to, I mean, it's probably worth doing at least once is buy the most expensive. Uh, and I, I prefer the grass fed corn finished. Uh, that tastes better to me. Uh, tenderloin and then get one of the cheap ones you're used to. Make them side by side. Do them side by side. Cook them the same way. Or I would actually cut them in half each. Cook half of it in exactly the same style and then mix up the other half. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say, but because I do prefer my, my beef to be on the very rare side, I don't tend to experiment too much with cheap meats. Which makes sense. Yeah. Which if I'm making burgers... Oh, I will yeah. obviously use much cheaper meat than I will if I make it. No, steak. you buy the you buy the best tenderloin. You throw that into a meat grinder, and you got yourself a. Do you know what happens if you put a tenderloin into a meat grinder? Yeah, it destroys itself basically. It it literally has zero structure. It turns into a goo. <laughs> it doesn't turn into ground beef. It turns into literally snot. Yeah, I can see that because it doesn't have the uh, toughness to it at all the the cells just all break apart it's just it it's yeah they would not use it for that again this is a culinary show not a political well, that's what people expect show. that's that's what we're here for the day after thanksgiving what other what other show what other podcast of all podcasts compares tenderloin prices in live <laughs> real right. time in multiple states nobody nobody is doing that we have a niche there's no yes, question. We have a niche, and that's the niche we ought to be going after right there. <laughs> yes. Uh, people who are all very big tenderloin consumers. Mm-hmm. We can we can pivot very easily because no matter what, it's always unrelenting. Have you made Chateaubriand? Um, no, I've made uh the tenderloins. I've never gone the whole, you know, classical preparation. I've you had it. Try that. That's another good way of doing it. I mean, it's like, hey, you can add a nice little sauce to the the concept that will raise your heart attack rates. But it's you live delicious. in Chicago, yeah, heart attack rates is is what you're all about. There, that we have we have hospitals and ambulances standing by. Uh huh. Yeah, there's no lack of uh, there's no lack of trying with the food. You just have to be able to moderate. You know, you just don't overeat just because you got all of the you know turkey. It's like it's okay. You can have some tomorrow you can save some for you know sandwiches it's good yeah you don't have to eat it all in one day well it's not quite chateaubriand but what i like to do when i go to um what the hell's the place called the uh fogo de chao is if you go to fogo de chao which i assume everybody's been to is it's all over the country never heard of it you gotta be no seriously you never heard of Fogo de Chao? No, could you spell that for one? F-O-G-O-D-E-C-A-O-E. It's it's a Brazilian charcuterie. That's so a steakhouse. Yeah. So they have all you can eat Brazilian steak. Which sounds good. If, if you are a uh the opposite of a vegan, <laughs> it is exactly the restaurant you want to go to. It's like because all meat all the time. All meat served to your table. So the Brazilian steakhouse concept is sort of like dim sum. Because what you have uh, is you have the gauchos 
which is the cowboys uh, wearing the traditional garb, bringing a skewer of meat around the tables. And if you want to get some pieces of that meat from the skewer, they will uh, trim them up for you and put them in your plate and then move on to the next person. And so there's a constant just rotating supply. A parade parade of meat. Yes, a parade of freshly cooked meat, uh, both beef, chicken, pork, you name it, that is flowing uh, between tables. And they, in fact, give you a little uh, coaster, which is red on one side and green on the other side. And when you have the green side up, (laughs) you want them to stop. You have the green side up. If you are so full and you've got a full plate that you're still working on, it's going to take you a while. You flip it over to the red side. And then that way they won't bother you with new meat coming out. Like I'm going to need a minute here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, $60.95 a person. The closest one is in Oakbrook here, which is where the, the good Gibsons is at, where you don't have to go downtown. Uh-huh. How far away is that? From me, about 45 minutes. That's not too bad. No. But luckily for me, it's three miles away. See, now that's, uh, <laughs> are you on the, they, they know you. They're like, uh, you don't even need the little. Well, they don't, they don't post COVID. Pre-COVID, they absolutely knew me because I would eat there like once a week. They're like, uh, this guy's the one guy that's losing us money on this deal. Oh yeah. I'm not the only one, but no, cause I, I would, you know, I, I still had my uh, little electric car back then. And, uh, so that, that meant that, uh, it was cheaper to valet it. Um, cause they give you a break if you're, you know, having an electric vehicle. Nice. Yeah. It's great. Uh, well, it, it was great, but I had one. I don't have one anymore, but, um, yeah, I'd, you know, I'd show up every week. They'd know me, get my usual table. I've eaten there with Adam probably four or five times. Because um, I, I tend to take people there when I have people that I'm going to meet up with lunch. Oh, well, there you go. I'll be right yeah. out. Let me grab a, grab a flight. Yeah, yeah, do it. Dry um, aged tomahawk and show. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. That's That's always good. That's more of something I would have if I'm like in Vegas or, you know, someplace where the, uh, the dinner is going to be on an expense account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Now, I'm assuming uh, you've had the pineapple uh-huh. mint lemonade, too. That sounds. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That sounds delightful. It is very. I never thought of that combination. What pineapple mint lemonade. I'm, yeah. That sounds delightful. Yeah, pineapple is good for you. It's ba- the only bad part of pineapple is the sugar. Yeah, I can see that. Everything else in pineapple is actually quite good. It has a lot of enzymes that are not in other fruit. Um, there's a lot of probiotic benefits to pineapple. And there are a uh, few other places like this in the area. Which oh yeah 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 I'm I'm sure there are. Um, but this one seems to be a little more on the. The fancy side. Well, they, yeah, but it's also a national chain. So it doesn't matter where you go. There's usually a Fogo somewhere in the area. Uh, and it's, I want to say lunch is like around 40 bucks. Dinner is like 65 bucks. Thereabouts. Hey, you're absolutely right. Lunch, forty one ninety five a person. Mm-hmm. Continuous yeah. table side service of signature cuts of fire roasted yeah. meat. And the bonus to it, ironically, 
is they have an amazing salad bar. And you're like, forget that. That's yeah. So for those of us that know, you skip the salad bar because you save the room in your stomach for the expensive shit. But the quality of the foods in the salad bar. Well, because they have to, they have to tempt you to fill they up do. before the exactly. meat's coming. No matter what, what is in the salad bar, how fancy it is, it's still cheaper than the meat right. for them. It's still a scam. And so the more they can have you fill up on the vegetable manner, the, uh, the less meat you're going to consume. So they also have some of the tastiest little breads. They're like a cheesy bread thing. Oh, of course, uh, which will fill you up. Which is, it totally will fill you. But man, you can't help but to eat like 10 of those. <laughs> and they're so good. Uh, but uh, anyway, the reason I started talking about it is because. Because this uh, is I mentioned Chateaubriand. Everything. Yeah, well, we were talking about Chateaubriand, and they have a a pork cut that is wrapped in bacon, which it should be. So it's law. like a bacon bacon wrapped pork. It's like a Parmesan pork thing wrapped in bacon. And uh, what I see most people doing is they'll you know cut it up with their knife into pieces, but they'll basically just eat it with the bacon, and that's wrong. Um, what you well, I mean, I can't tell people what they should do, but what I do and what I think is they would enjoy if people did it as well is the bacon's just there to keep the juices in. It's not actually to eat. So you cut the bacon off and then what's underneath is just a really juicy piece of meat. Wait, you're suggesting not eating the bacon? Yeah. Yeah. The bacon just gets thrown out. It's kind of like, like the kind of like the turkey after you eat the skin. You right. Just chuck the turkey. Right, right. Just throw it right it's out. Same thing here, except the other way. So you check the bacon and you just eat the actual meat in the inside. It's a system. Uh, it is. And then, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. There's ways to eat bacon and I enjoy bacon. I made a very, very tasty bacon apple pie uh, where the, the lattice work of the top of the pie was actually made of bacon. Whoa. Yeah, I got pictures. I, I might stick one up on uh, Noted on Social. Now that sounds um, delightful. It was very good, and and it was crunchy, and it's it was a sort of a a um, cinnamon apple pie in a uh, pie crust, but the top was actually uh, the lattice was made of bacon. I mean, I know you've had pretty much every other job in the history of jobs. Have you ever been like a pastry (laughs) chef or a chef? Um, So I did start uh, cooking school at Cordon Bleu. See, now that I believe. Yeah, but I didn't, I can't say I really even went there because I got as far as like paying for it. (laughs) Then you're like, this is, forget it. Well, kind of, but I I mean, I had full intentions of doing this. And uh, the cool part was you get to, you get to do a part of it in France. Um, but I got a contract uh, and I, I, I think this was my target project from target that, you know, obviously had a timeline that I couldn't say, Oh, can I do this a year later guys? Right. And there was good money um, after I come back, back there was very good money in that. And I was like, fuck, okay, I'll have to come back to it. And then I never came back. Well, let's see. Let's try to get enough donations to send Gene to cooking school in France. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. I mean, you know, they don't have electricity or won't soon, I guess. But other <laughs> than heat. that, yeah, they also don't have the natural gas to uh, run the uh, stovetops. 
They need, well, they're but, making that illegal, like in California, you know, so you won't be able gas to, cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're uh, no, there's still carve outs for restaurants, but you know, they're going to screw that yeah. up as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the beauty of, of gas cooking is just the instant heat <clears throat> and infinitely controllable temperatures because electric stoves tend to be uh, slower to apply the heat because they got to heat up first. And also the way they work is, is essentially oscillating full power and no power. Right. Like and the microwaves. So, yeah. Yeah. And so what you have is just fast on off on off that simulates heat, which is not as consistent as uh, gas heat. Um, but you can get uh, like professional standalone induction uh, cooked ups that um they're ridiculously priced yeah but they're controllable literally up to like five degrees so it'll it'll maintain the temperature within five degrees of your setting which if you're doing anything with sauces you you really need that fine level of control um but i'm also a big fan of sous vide which also gives you literally to the degree control yeah i've never tried that oh oh okay well one of those is uh definitely on sale on black friday you may need to pick up a sous vide yeah. Cook your food in a bag and water. Your life yeah. will never be the same. It's uh it is amazingly consistent. Uh, the the only thing about sous vide is it's generally a slower way to cook. So I think of it more like a smoker than a other methods of cooking. That would be you're, you're doing lower temperature for yeah, a higher duration of it's time. It's like a, like the old fashioned crock mm-hmm. pot. You're just slow and lowing just in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Which is appropriate for some food, but like when I make stew, I do it in a pressure cooker. And so you have what takes literally 25 minutes, but it takes, it tastes like it's been cooking for the last four hours. That's a so sometimes you just got to know when, when you need to pressure cook, when you need to sous vide, when you need to convection oven or air fry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many kitchen gadgets, dude. That's that's the other problem is that you end up filling up your kitchen full of gadgets. Tune in to Unrelenting to find out what to do with all those kitchen gadgets. The Unrelenting Cooking Show, the Uh best podcast that talks about the price of filet mignon in different states in real time. Of course, that's what people come for. I mean, if you're looking for uh, podcasting 2.0, they're not here. No, where are they? We don't know. (laughs) They could be anywhere. You could boost a gram us instead. But no, I see you're not. <laughs> they get a lot of boostergrams on podcasting 2.0. I well, think people, people like that because that's yes. their tech. Yes. Tech, tech. So I'm looking forward to the day when we can get some dollar boosts coming in through Twitter on our podcast. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to use some Elon cash. Yeah. Well, you know, if it's going to have that, it's going to be Dogecoin. That's it. That'll be the, the if, if it's going to be anything other than US dollar. Right. It'll be Dogecoin. Right. I wish it was Sheeb because I have that, but not Doge, but it's okay. It's like a sister currency or something. I, have well, no I hear you can trade back and forth in those things. Could you? You can convert one into another? How does well, that Well, you're going to pay 5% every time you do it, but yeah. Right. How do you do that? This is all very confusing. I know. Stay tuned for the unrelenting Bitcoin show where we can explain how to convert different currencies. People will love that. We're just as accurate as anybody else in the market. <laughs> That's probably true. 